1: Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time right here inside the Wake Up Call Studios, a place that I love calling home, and I always appreciate wherever we're at. So, you know, Obviously, you know our studios are in Central and Upstate New York, and we have also broadcasted live all over the country. I got to pull up a map here to remind myself where the heck I've been. But we we have we have broadcasted and proud to have broadcasted all over this great nation. We have been in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've also broadcasted from Brooklyn, New York, Washington D.C., throughout the Carolinas. We have done work inside of Greensboro as as well as Charlotte. We broadcasted live From Houston, Texas, did some video down in Houston, as well as Omaha, Nebraska. And I know there's a few other places, Detroit, Michigan, that we had this year, Dayton, Ohio, that we had this year. And then when it comes to our second home in the state of Florida, we broadcasted from Jacksonville as well as from St. Augustine, Orlando, and so on and so forth. So to everybody that's tuned in, thank you so much for listening to the show. And to all the cities that let us call your place home just for a little while, even if it was, we thank you for your hospitality and appreciate your time. So with that being said, happy Friday, folks. May the 4th be with you. It is Star Wars Day. And so if you go to cnypopfestival.com and click on Buy Your Tickets, you will get a special promotion where you buy an adult ticket you get a free children's ticket to the show for every may the 4th be with you adult ticket bought you get a free free children's ticket and they're only adult tickets so you can if you buy 10 may the 4th be with you tickets you got 10 adult tickets and 10 free children's tickets every single ticket together for the child and the adult is over a $30 value you're getting it for under 20 bucks so do that today and may the 4th be with you cuz after today the sale is gone so the CNY Pop Festival we will be having Syracuse Orange men's basketball as well as Syracuse Orange football alumni coming to the show including with that we're going to have entertainers from all around the country and even some outside of the country when it comes to shows like The Flash as well as Power Rangers, Star Wars itself here on Star Wars Day. we got a lot of people coming, so shout out to Sonny Spira by Ke- by as well as Roosevelt Bowie Jr., Kyle McIntosh, Rob Drummond, Dale Shackelford, Gene Waldron, Dennis Duval, and Daywan Coleman all coming on the sports side of things as well as some other guests that will be joining us from that and then on the entertainment side of it. I'm very happy to say that we're going to be joined by a lot of amazing people. One of them we haven't even announced yet, but Michelle Harrison from The Flash, Mark Dodson from Star Wars, Charles Barnett III, who is an inker for Marvel and DC, Jeff Perrazzo, Kevin Duhaney, and Blake Foster from the Power Rangers world, as well as Jeff Perazzo was just in Molly's Game with Jessica Chastain. And Kevin Duhaney's been all over the place. He's worked with Dave Chappelle and he had an opportunity on Four Brothers to work with Andre Three Stacks from Outcast, as well as Tyrese Gibson and Mark Wahlberg. So make sure that you buy your tickets now to the show, cnypopfestival.com. Click on buy tickets. And get that May the 4th Be With You sale ticket, which is over $30 in value for under 20 bucks, saving more than 10 bucks to come to the show by bringing yourself and your child. So make sure that you do that to all the aunts and uncles and parents and grandparents out there. Get your ticket and get your free children's ticket with the May the 4th Be With You sale. Do not hesitate because at midnight... Today, May 4th, they will be gone. With that being said, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast every Monday through Friday from nine a.m. to eleven AM Eastern Time. We're hanging out on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. And it's time to hop into the beginning of the show, which I always love on a Friday. And what I have is the annoying moment of the week today, I'm actually gonna try and fix today. So we'll talk about it right now.
2: Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu, that is, live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora.
1: The morning menu here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. For today's broadcast, as we always do on a Friday, we are going to start with the annoying moment of the week. Cannot wait for this. The annoying moment of the week. A-Mow, baby. It's coming up here in just a moment. And after the annoying moment of the week, you're going to have some fun here live in significant sound bites, a special segment to the Friday broadcast to Wake Up Call. We will be joined by Harold Landry. Harold Landry is the Boston College defensive lineman, linebacker, whatever you'd like to call him. Some see him as an outside linebacker, others see him as a defensive end. I see him as a talent and I am ecstatic. I covered this this man when he was in high school. He was on the show when he was in high school and now here we are today where 5 years have gone by and he is an NFL second round draft pick and he is Wonderful enough to come back on to the show. So I can't wait to have him here. He played as a true freshman all the way through with Boston College. Set the Boston College single-season record with 16.5 sacks in 2016. Second in the BC record book with 26 career sacks. 47.5 career tackles for a loss is second in BC history. And 22 tackles for a loss in 2016, second all-time in a single season. So if he's not first, he's second in the history of Boston College football. All of that nitty-gritty, he is second in the history of all of that. So very happy that Harold Landry, 41st overall, second-round pick, the Tennessee Titans traded up to get the young man out of Boston College, and he will be on the show in just a little bit here to hang out with us at 9 30 a.m eastern time and speak on the Tennessee Titans and how he is trying to obviously go in there and make the Tennessee Titans defense a little bit scarier when we know that the Jaguars in the same division are going to bring it to anybody that goes up against them and have obviously brought it most recently and then in the second hour of the show starting at 10 a.m you'll be able to watch us on Facebook as well as listen to us here on Mix LR Dot com backslash wakeupcallDT. He's in the studios with me right now, and he will be on at 10 a.m. That's John Newman of Newman Sports Cards. I got a bunch of stuff that we're going to be talking about. John's got some stuff. I have some, some Gold Babe Ruth love. I got some Hank Aaron bat love. We got some autographs. We got some steals, I think. Got pinstripe pants from Reggie Jackson. The Hank Aaron is the one that I, I got from him, actually, last time he was here. And then we have the, I did the rookie buying. I went and bought the, the Jacksonville Jaguars rookies up already. As you know, I've covered the team for this being my 10th year. So I went and got some of those rookie autograph cards. Well, they're low. Well, they're low at the moment because if these if these guys spark and they make it happen, the Ronnie Harrisons and the DJ Charks of the world as well as the Taven Bryan. Taven, and that's the thing about Taven Bryan, and we're going to talk about that too, is that defensive linemen, defensive players in general, not worth that much, which, which I find very funny. You know, these are some of the best guys. I mean, you look at LT, you look at Bruce Smith, you know, John Randall. So many guys that, that did so, so many great things. And, and even guys recently here, you know, Malik Jackson who won a Super Bowl. I mean, you look at the line of the Jaguars to get an autograph from Malik Jackson or Calais Campbell, any of those guys, you know, to see what they've done and, and what they brought up to this point. But it's funny. I mean, a Jalen Ramsey rookie card uh, you could get for like 2 bucks if you go and, and talk to somebody. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very – it's just interesting that the defensive players – who help you win championships, and the defensive players who come out of, you know, highly touted time in college and 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 big, big college names, you know, these are people that are somewhat forgotten when it comes to the sports card world. So we're going to discuss a lot of different things in the sports card world, which will include defensive players not getting respect, the, the high, high, high hype and demand of the quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round, why Lamar Jackson has... No signature cards out there right now with Panini, and which has made his rookie card, as a result, to just a regular rookie card, jump up in price. If you get a refractor, people are selling them on eBay for 30 bucks because normally maybe it would be 2 bucks, 4 bucks, 5 bucks. but there's no autographs. So, Lamar Jackson will discuss that, and we'll also discuss some Major League Baseball stuff, because there's a one-of-one card that is going to be here today that's... That you know, I think that if if John can't part with the card, I may pitch to John that he lives in one of the rooms of my house. Because if he's here, then the card can be here. So maybe we'll do that and we'll talk about so much more in just a little bit. So thanks for hanging with us on a Friday, T G I F, and may the fourth be with you folks. Get your tickets. CNYpopFestival.com. Very inexpensive tickets to an amazing show that's never been done before with sports and entertainment. And Mark Dodson from Star Wars is going to be there. So so the voice of Salacious Crumb and so many other characters will be hanging out with us. He's a great guy. And I'm looking forward to having all the guests there, including the man that's repping Star Wars as we discuss it today. It is time, though, first and foremost, for something that I went off on. Then I took a break. Then I went off on it again. Then I took a break. And then my wife had to hear about it yesterday. The annoying moment of the week is right now.
0: tortora proudly brings you is that for real
1: are you kidding
0: me the annoying moment of the week
1: i i I really honestly i don't know how to respond to this
0: presented by carvel dewitt 4322 east genesee street it's what happy tastes like
1: do you have to be that crazy i guess so The Annoying Moment of the Week proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt, 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. It is what happy tastes like. If you see Jay Cartini, the owner and operator of Carvel DeWitt, wish him a happy belated birthday. His birthday was yesterday. I was going to get him an ice cream cake from Carvel, but I thought that that might be redundant for him. I didn't know what to do. I was like, if I buy this, you know, am, am I, how, does, how does this work out? Are we in an infinite loop if the man that owns Carvel DeWitt gets a Carvel cake? How does, how does life continue after that? And then I got the time stone from Thanos, and I was trying to figure it out, but I'm still trying to get there, so bear with me, Jay. But if you see the man, wish him a happy birthday. The Annoying Moment of the Week, I, this is where I get to go off, and it's the longest-standing segment on the show for Wake Up Call, and Carvel's been with it pretty much since day zero. So I want to thank Carvel DeWitt for that. And it's very simple for me what the Annoying Moment of the Week is this week. I have a phone, as many of us do, and I was never an iPhone user. I was always smartphones. I always, you know, I, I had the, the LGs, the flip phone LGs that looked like little spaceships when the lights would come on and dance and whatnot. Then I, I moved from that to an HTC Incredible, which was incredible, until the battery died, numerous times. And then there was a system software failure. They told me I couldn't break the glass on my phone and I couldn't get my phone to let me answer it when I was a guest on a radio show. And so I pushed my thumb on it and broke the glass. And I realized one of two things, either I was being lied to by Verizon or I'm the Hulk. And there's a really good chance the latter is true. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, Phones are, so. I understand, a phone is not going to, it's not perfect, okay? It's not an exact science because we're human beings and we can't create perfect things because we ourselves are not perfect. With that being said, and thank you, Cordell Hudson, for putting, thank God for life today so that I, so I tame myself down as I get angry. But when I look at my iPhone, my iPhone 6, 6, what, I don't think it's a 6, it's a 6, but i got an iphone 6 which is not that old but then they came out with 7 8 skip 9 went to 10 in about 3 milliseconds and there came out this alleged news that that everybody that 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 apple wanted you to buy a new phone so what they do is they systematically through their software and don't ask me how this is humanly possible this is like some minority report this is some 007, some mission impossible stuff, but they can now, and, and I don't take it out of the realm of possibility. Cause I, the longer I'm alive, the longer I feel like I realize nothing is impossible. And that's because I have met some pretty outstanding people and some pretty insane people at the same time. So the outstanding people are like, wow, anything is possible. The crazy people think that they can ride on a hot dog to outer space and talk to aliens and and though that's okay but you know it's not nothing's out of the realm of possibility including riding hot dogs so I have an iPhone okay and this is not to blow up anybody's spot this is just to tell the truth I could have made a joke there I could have been like it's not to blow up your spot because we're not talking about Samsung but I'm kidding I'm kidding it's a joke so anywho so I have an iPhone 6 and this news came out that Apple was somehow through their software updates telling your battery to die or affecting your phone because they wanted you to buy a new phone. Now, I've always known, like growing up with computers and stuff, right, you have a plug for your computer, which is for its battery. Then you have another, and then the software on your computer is separate from its battery. If your battery's not charged, you can't turn on your computer, but... The software is always there. Well, with Apple, somehow they can tell their software, hey, kill that battery or tell the phone the battery's dead because my phone, I was in a movie yesterday, went to go see Avengers Infinity War for the second time. Shout out. I learned a lot of things and I took notes and I'm still very sad about the parts that made me very sad, but I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. I'm just telling you that there are moments that made a grown man want to tear up a little bit here from my childhood people that I love and and appreciate in the world of Marvel. So we went to go see a movie. I didn't use my phone, right? I'm not on my phone during the movie like a jerk. And my battery was at about 50%. And this is not the first time my battery has been doing this lately. So I look at my phone, I turn my phone on, and I sell some stuff on eBay. I have some fun with that. So I'm checking eBay and I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. And all of a sudden, my battery takes a chunk out. And then I'm not really doing anything. I'm just kind of looking at my phone, and I see it take another chunk out. And this is within moments. And then it takes another piece out. And so I turn on the battery percentage meter so I can watch it. And it had gone down to 26. And then it went from 26 to 23 in about a minute, minute and a half. I put my phone down, shut the light off on the phone so you can't, like, see the screen. And I looked at it again. It was down to 15. Then I put it on the car charger, and it went up to almost 70% within about 20 minutes. So when this has happened to me before, what is essentially happening is the phone is being told it's dying, and then when you put it on the charger, instead of taking an hour to charge, it takes like 15 minutes. And I don't have an express charger that I know of, so the phone literally thinks, hey, I'm at 15, and then 15 minutes later, it's at 70. And then it, if I use a few things and whatnot, it's at 30. And then I put it on the charger for 20 minutes, and it's at 80. And you'll watch it just rise up really, really fast and then die. And if it's really going 100%, it shouldn't be dying as fast as it is. Well, Apple allegedly came out and said, Hey, our bad. We made a mistake. Screwed up your batteries. Here's the really cool thing about it. We screwed your phone. We messed up your battery. God forbid you have an emergency or something. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to discount our batteries and only charge you $29 to fix the repair that we did. Now, as a business owner, if I screw something up, I don't charge you for it. All right, if I mess something up, I'm not going to charge you for it. And I can't really pinpoint and be like, oh, well, I didn't do this and I didn't care about this. It would be like me working with... Let's come up with somebody here. It would be like me essentially working with, let's see, Napa Auto Parts, right? And I, instead of saying Napa Auto Parts, I say AutoZone for a month and a half. And then Napa goes, what the hell? It's our competitor. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't say AutoZone. And they're like, yeah, you did. And I was like, okay, well, listen, you're paying $1,000 a month for me to say Napa. In order for me to fix this problem, I'll just charge you 1500 next month. Because I goofed, so give me an extra $500 for me to rebroadcast the thing that I messed up and promoted your competitor for. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just give me extra money. It'll be okay. So we've already given much, much, a lot to Verizon to Apple. And I I used to be able when the phone wasn't working, you go into Verizon where you bought the phone and they would help you. I went into Verizon, which is down the road from me, and they said, "Oh, you got to go to the Apple store and you got to make an appointment." and you got to hope it's not busy. And then I got to Apple, and they're like, oh, it only takes an hour and a half to restore your battery. Any other phone that I had besides an Apple iPhone, in order to to change my battery, they opened up my phone, took the battery out, and then put a new battery in and handed me my phone. Well, this is supposed to take an hour and a half. And I'm really hoping that it doesn't, because Apple for some reason, believes people don't have lives. And as a business owner, a sportscaster, and a writer, things can happen at any time for me. And I'm constantly working on the CNY Pop Festival and a lot of other things. So I am not a non-busy man. I also have a family and people that I care about. So for me to be like, ah, you know what, we goofed, we're sorry, just give us like 30 bucks, because they're probably going to tax the $29 because you know that they're gonna they're not just gonna they're not gonna charge you for something they shouldn't and then not tax what they shouldn't. So, and then take an hour and a half of my day. So maybe I'll go get some sushi. Maybe I'll go hang out today and get some get some Kodo sushi, I don't know. But it's one of those things where it's the annoying moment of the week because a lot of us have gone through this. And it's a complete hassle. Apple, in an effort to get you to spend more money with them, is allegedly destroying your phone, destroying your battery life, making it run slower, then apologizing, asking for more money, taking up an hour and a half to two hours of your life, and then handing you back a phone that, dare I say, you updated again. I mean, all I've learned from this is, don't update your phone. Because I did the update that apparently destroyed my battery life, And then they sent four or five updates after that, and I used them all, and my battery sucks on my phone. It's awful. And people say, well, Dan, you got a lot of apps, this and that. I delete a ton of stuff. I don't keep a ton of stuff on my phone. And that's the thing is, I constantly am deleting this, taking this off, moving this, taking this off, deleting this, taking that off. My wife doesn't do that, and her phone runs all day long. Well, she's got an iPhone 8 or 7, whatever it may be. So, Apple, fix it, okay, and do the right thing, and stop making people have to deal with this issue, and the thing is, it's a public issue. I'm not I'm not putting them on blast. It's out there that the Apple battery life is dying on phones, but, you know, I'm this crazy person that thinks about... What if, you know, if I'm Apple right? And I use software updates to, instead of help your phone, which an update's supposed to do, I'm sending information to your phone to screw it up or screw up the battery and and affect you. If I'm doing that to you, what if you're a woman in labor and you can't get a hold of your husband? What if you're walking in an alleyway and somebody's following you and you can't call the cops? That's what I think about. I think about that stuff. In an effort to make more money, you could be putting people in danger, preventing people from calling their family in a crisis. You know, what if what if I'm trying to get an Uber and this has happened before where my battery's at I don't know, 70% and I try to get an Uber to go to one of the games that I have to cover and my phone almost dies before the Uber gets there. That's not healthy, that's not safe because the driver can't get a hold of me. I'm stranded there. I've paid for this and God only knows when I can turn plug my phone into something again and waste more of my life plugged into a wall of some supermarket sitting on the floor. This is not the apocalypse. This is not the walking dead. Make the batteries work and stop screwing people over. Because if you continue to do it, We will continue to talk about it. And I have no problem being a voice of the people because I slid on a a mountain one time and my phone died and I went into the store and said, in a moment, and I had had my phone plugged in all day and it died when I left where I was working. And I said, in that moment in a crisis where I needed help, where I needed to make sure I was okay, I had nobody to call and I didn't know what to do. And to spend that amount of time like that alone, thank God my car was a CRV from Honda that could get out of these situations. Thank God that I could keep my composure in the situation. And thank God nobody else was involved in the situation and my car didn't get stuck in the situation and my car didn't get damaged in the situation. But that's all God. Humanity, they failed that day. And I do. I think about everybody else. I think about you. I think about your kids. Your kid goes off to college. You're calling them to ask you how things are going on. And here we are. Maybe their phone works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they can call home. Maybe they can't. So the annoying moment of the week goes to this mistake. And let's call it a mistake and not a purposeful act to screw people over to demand more money. Apple, I don't think you need anybody's help to get more money. Be generous, be kind, and do the right thing. It always comes back if you do the right thing. Unfortunately, it always comes back if you don't. We'll be right back. Speaking of coming back, with Harold Landry live here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. 41st overall and second round pick. Uh, for the Tennessee Titans out of Boston College, Harold Landry joins us in just a moment.
0: This is a wake up call fast break.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be on your airwaves, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. We appreciate you being a part of the show Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. This part of the show is called Significant Sound Bites, where we pick someone special inside of the sports community every single week to spotlight. And with this week it, it means a lot to me. Uh, him and I spoke when he was going through his recruitment, getting recruited by teams in in the Northeast as well as around the country. I ended up going to Boston College, and it's hard to believe that that was 5 years ago and now he is past Boston College, spent 4 years playing there, played as a true freshman, and is now heading off into the NFL to play for the Tennessee Titans drafted forty first overall, second round draft pick, and a man that I've respected from day zero. And you know, when you see these names come across the ticker, you're happy for that. So with that being said, Harold Landry's on the broadcast. Harold, how you doing today?
3: I'm doing good. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah man, absolutely. And and let's go back to those high school days. I mean, how quickly did Boston College fly by or for you did it slow down a little bit?
3: Uh uh, I mean, looking back, uh, I feel like it definitely flew by. But when I, when I was there, it was, it was such a great time. Um, so, I mean, that's probably why I flew by. But, no, nah, I mean, they were the first to offer me. Uh, they were loyal. Um, I built such a strong relationship with the coaching staff that was there. Uh, it was like no other with any other school that I had visited. Uh, so, you know, I stayed committed. It uh, ended up being the best decision for me. That's worked out best
1: when you look at that, just like you said, they were the first to offer you and they and they stayed with you on that. How much does that, cre- I mean, value for you to, to speak on that? Because I talk with kids being recruited all the time that are, you know, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years old that have schools that are the first one to come to them. And sometimes they have a dream school, sometimes they don't. But the first one, people always tend to say means something, but Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. For you, when Boston College said, hey, you know what, you're good enough to play here, just bring me into that moment and how that really had a lot of value for you.
3: Uh, yeah, I think that, that meant the most to me because uh, at the time, of my junior year, uh, a lot of schools were trying to say that I guess that I was undersized. Um, they didn't know to play me at linebacker or D hand, uh, but BC just said, the hell with it! You're a ball player; you can play. So they offered me, and you know I had a tremendous amount of respect for the coaching staff uh, when they made that decision. Um, and then it was just up to me to stay loyal and stay committed. Uh, about a month later, I started picking up offers from schools like Ohio State, Miami, Tennessee, and all of them. Uh, but those schools needed to see another big-time school offer me before they did. You know, what I'm saying they didn't go out on the limb, and have faith in me as a ball player, and BC did so. I stayed loyal, stayed committed, went there, and it all worked out.
1: Speaking here with Harold Landry, outside linebacker, coming from Boston College, drafted by the Tennessee Titans. Like you said, B.C. didn't need to see anything. Some people thought you were undersized. When you started getting those offers after they saw Boston College say, you know what, he's good enough to play here, what did it mean to you? I mean, obviously, it's important for you to, to get those offers and get the exposure and get those opportunities, but at the same time, when, well, like you said, they needed to see somebody else do it. How did you respond to that? Did anybody ever have your ear? Or did you almost have a chip on your shoulder when that happened?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely had a chip on my shoulder heading into my senior year. But, I mean, yeah, it was nice to keep getting, like, different offers every week. Uh, it was, like, a cool experience. Um, and even going to visit those schools just to see what they were like. Uh, it was pretty cool. BC, uh, So I mean, yeah, I mean, I definitely had a tip on my shoulder heading into my senior year. Uh, and I mean, that made me ball out even more. So I mean, it just made my name more well known. And then going into college, it, you know, it, uh, it paid dividends.
1: And as you went into Boston College, you know, you had Steve Adazio as your head coach. Just, just what can you take away from, from Coach Adazio and just how he coached? And I, he's a fiery guy. I always say when I'm in a room with him, he makes anybody want to go play football for him because of his attitude and because of just his his nature and his passion for the game, his passion for the young adults on the team. What can you say about your relationship relationship with your head coach at Boston College?
3: Uh yeah, I mean obviously you can definitely you know be a fire coach and he can definitely get you going. Uh, you know playing for him is definitely like more so taught me like how to be a man versus being a football player. Uh, definitely a, it's kind of like an old school style program there. Uh, you know your blue collar, bring your lunch mm-hmm. pill to work type of type of type of deal. Um, but you know it definitely helped me out in the long run. It's a big team first program uh which it should be uh but no it was uh it was a great opportunity and a great uh experience playing for him uh he taught me a lot in my uh, in my time there uh which will definitely help me out in my career as an nfl player
1: what are some of the biggest things that that coach adazio taught you while you were at boston college uh
3: just to handle your business every single day uh Show up the same guy every day. Don't be don't be up and down. You know what I'm saying? Just be a consistent player. Um, when things are going away, you know, don't complain about it. You know what I'm saying? Just show up every day, go to work, and everything will fall into place. Um, and also uh, loyalty and putting your the guy next to you, ahead of you, um, just stuff like that.
1: And when you look at the the time at Boston College I mean you had an opportunity to play in bowl games an opportunity to move forward you know the ACC is not an easy conference by any stretch of the imagination arguably the toughest conference to play in in college football is it, when you look at division 1A how do you see it I mean what can you say about your time at BC up against the talent of the ACC how well did the ACC offensive talent prepare you for the NFL in your opinion
3: Oh yeah, for sure. I think the ACC the best conference in America. Uh, I mean, it's improving every single year. I feel like, um, but yeah, the, the competition is definitely one of the best, and you know, going up against the, the best competition obviously will prepare me for the NFL. Because in the NFL, you know, every single tackle is gonna be is gonna be good. You know, it's not like you're gonna go up against a slap one day and then a All-American the next. Um, so, I mean, uh, the ACC has a ton of competition, a ton of really, really good players, uh, and I'm grateful that I was able to play in this conference, uh, and uh, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely will pay off in that. So.
1: Speaking here with Harold Landry, outside linebacker, coming from B.C. and heading to the Tennessee Titans, who were some of the guys that you enjoyed going up against, some of the guys that you got past, some that... Some that weren't able to maybe handle you, so to speak. What can you say about memories on the field? Because I know that you know each guy has has some of those moments that always kind of stick top of mind. Which ones are are those for you?
3: Uh, I would say probably my best moments playing would probably be against Florida State or uh, Clemson or uh, or even. Maybe even Louisville, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, just playing against those teams, you know, the best teams at the top of our division uh, and that are well-known nationally. Uh, you know, big-time players make big-time plays and big-time moments, and those are the type of games where you, know, you leave your mark and you get your name out there. Um, and, you know, being able to play at Florida State Friday night and being able to play Florida State at our home place Friday night, uh, those have been some of the best experiences of my life. Yeah. Um, those those game day atmospheres are just amazing. I love playing in those moments against the top competition. Uh, and, you know, it's just it's just really fun to be able to go up against the best players in the country and then win. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that's the best part about it: going up against the best competition and win.
1: I know that you as a as an outside linebacker got to go up against you know quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson when he was at. Clemson, and now he's inside of your division. Just, just to go to that, I mean, uh, there's, there's irony when it comes to the world of sports. Uh, irony and sports go hand in hand. The non-coincidental coincidence, whatever you want to call it, I call it a god incident. So I don't think anything is by mistake. But you had Deshaun Watson in the Atlantic Division. You went up against him when he was at Clemson. You're at BC, and now you're inside of the AFC South. You're a Titan. He's a Texan. You play each other at least twice a year. Just your thoughts on on that irony and, and seeing him again.
3: Yeah, no, nah, I mean it's definitely cool, uh, kind of funny, uh, but I mean, nah, I mean you know we get to play, <laughs> get to play the Texans, get to play him. It would be a cool experience. I thought he was the best quarterback coming out of his draft class, and it showed. And it showed. Uh, and I can't wait to you know be able to go up against him again. Uh, hopefully get a couple sacks on him.
1: And then as far as one of the other guys you went up against, you mentioned Louisville, Lamar Jackson, as a defensive player, just what you could say about, you know, his game and and you know the difficulty of taking him down or, or really, you know, understanding where he's gonna be and what he's gonna do. I mean, this is a guy who's fast, he makes a lot of good decisions, he's a Heisman trophy winner. What can you say about being on the other side of him? Because some people said, you know, he should have switched positions, he shouldn't be a quarterback. Baltimore obviously thinks differently. What do you think about Lamar Jackson?
3: Uh, You know, everybody in this QB draft class, I feel like going nuts over all the other quarterbacks. But in my opinion, he was the best quarterback out of all of them. He's the best player I've ever gone against. And if he's healthy, uh, I think he's the best offensive rookie uh, in the NFL. Uh, But, yeah, no, he was the best player I've ever gone against. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, Look forward to see what he can do in the NFL. Uh, I think he'll be very successful, to be honest. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, he was the best player ever gone
1: against. Speaking here with Harold Landry, outside linebacker, coming from Boston College and heading to the Titans, you say Lamar Jackson, best player that you've ever gone up against. Why? What makes you say that? I mean, you've gone gone, gone up against some very talented offensive players, especially just inside the ACC alone. Why is Lamar Jackson get that accolade from you that he was the toughest guy that you've ever gone up against?
3: Uh, because, you know, <laughs> most games you just got to beat off at the tackle and then bring the quarterback down. But uh, going up against him, it, the hardest part wasn't beating the tackle, it was getting him on the ground. The dude is, I think he's probably better than Michael Vick coming out of college. Uh, and, yeah, he's just that dangerous. He's slippery, he's powerful, he's got great balance, Uh, and he can, and he can actually throw the ball. He can throw the ball. I don't know what people would be saying, but... He could definitely sling the rock. Uh, But yeah, no, he's just a really good player.
1: And to look at the, the team that you're going on to, the Tennessee Titans, just, you know, if you've made any connection with any of the guys there, if you know any of the guys there up to this point, I, I know you've, you've spoken on, you know, going up against Taylor in practice the left tackle and, and getting around him, but just what you could say about your connection to Tennessee thus far. I know the, the draft was only a week ago, but how connected you are, or if there's anybody on the team that you've already built a relationship with at this point.
3: Yeah, no, nah, I mean, besides Taylor Warren and Rashawn Evans coming in, yeah, nah, I don't really <laughs> know uh, any other uh, teammates yet. Uh, I fly in there on Thursday uh, this week coming up, uh, get things rolling, get to meet everybody, and uh, go to work.
1: And to have this opportunity for you, and, and like you just said, you know, Rashawn Evans coming in as well, coming from Alabama, what are you excited about to work with him in the linebacker? group with the Tennessee Titans you're on the outside he's on the inside what do you like about Rashawn Evans and and what are you excited about knowing that you guys are coming in at the same time trying to take this defense and turn it into something that can be a threat to the rest of the AFC South as well as the country as a whole
3: yes I mean there's only like four there's only four people in our draft class and uh me and Rashawn um in the linebacker corps. uh I think that you know we're going to become extremely close uh, uh, throughout camp, throughout OTAs and everything. Uh, but now nah, I really look forward to, you know, getting into the playbook with them, hitting the field with them, uh, you know, and just learning together and being able to help this defense as much as we can uh, to be able to, you know, help Tennessee get back to the Super Bowl, uh, win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that would be awesome. I think it would be awesome for Nashville and the, and the state of Tennessee.
1: So... They take you 41st overall, the Tennessee Titans. They take you in the second round. They trade up to do that. I had you going in the first round. I thought, you know, top 20 in the first round that it was reasonable to say that. Bring me into the draft. Bring me into, you know, kind of how you handled it, how you felt about not going in the first round and going in the second, if it mattered to you, if it uh if it affected you at all, if it put a chip on your shoulder, just how you, you took that. Because, in my opinion, you went into this draft as one of the top linebackers, and I thought your name would be called in the top 32, and it was called relatively close to that. But just how you handled the situation.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely hurt not to go around one, because, uh, you know, I worked my whole life for it. But, uh, I mean, before this whole draft process even started, I knew I wanted to go play for Tennessee. Uh, I thought it would be in the first round, but I mean, as long as they ended up there, that's all that mattered. Uh, I wanted to play football for Coach Raybo, John Robson, their whole organization. Uh, I had the best visit up there when I went to visit them in the pre-draft process, and I knew I wanted to go play there. Um, I'm just grateful that they were able to trade up and take me on top of the second. Um, and I mean, whether it's the first or second round I'm where I want to be, so I mean, I get to raise my family there. I get to play football there and get paid at the same time. So, I mean, my life's great right now.
1: What was it about when you said Tennessee, whether it was the first round or the second round, that's where you wanted to be, you wanted to play there? And what what was it about Tennessee that made it so special for you in the draft process and, and just why the Titans, as soon as they took you, like you said, you're like, that's where I want to be, I'm going to raise my family, make some money doing what I love. Why Tennessee? Why, why is that so special?
3: Uh, just everybody in the building. Uh, it was just such a cool experience. I feel like it's rare to go into an organization where uh, the coaches and the front office people, they all care about the players. and They all want to do what's best for the players because they know it's a player's game. And like the coaches can do all they can do, but at the end of the day, the players got to go on the field and perform, and they get that. Uh, so everything they do is driven uh, to make sure the players can perform as best as possible uh, and that are well taken care of. Uh, And I just thought that was amazing. uh, I thought it was just an extraordinary place. Uh, When I visited there, Coach Vrabel, all the coaches uh, were awesome. Um, They're all like uh, like Coach Vrabel played in the NFL for a long time. So when he talks, he knows what he's talking about. He lived it. uh, And a majority of the coaches there, they all lived it. And they know uh, what we're going through. Uh, So, I mean. Not only they they walk the walk, walk, you know what I'm saying? Like They have the experience, and I just think it's a perfect opportunity for me to go in and learn and uh, reach my uh, top potential there.
1: Before I let you go, speaking here with Harold Landry, outside linebacker coming from Boston College and moving on to the Tennessee Titans, drafted 41st overall in this year's draft in the early part of the second round. Harold, Paul Pascalone, you had him on the staff. Obviously, as a defensive player, he's a defensive mind. The irony for him is that he used to be the head coach of Steve Adesio at Syracuse, and then that flipped and Paul came to BC. Now you're in the NFL, and so is Paul. Paul's over with the Detroit Lions. What can you say about Coach Pascalone and your time with him?
3: Yeah, he definitely elevated my game uh, to a really high level Um, (laughs) when he came, man. That I was talented, uh, but raw. And when he came in, he just like uh, uh, refined me. I think uh, he took my game to a whole nother level and taught me so much about football, um, and it showed it on the field. Um, when I went to visit a uh, Detroit in the pre-draft process, <laughs> it was just it was just so like uh, it, it was just like the, the, what I had to do. There was just like so like Coach P like, uh, and it was just funny. Um, but now he's definitely gonna have Detroit's defense uh, looking good. Um, but now he definitely played a big, a big role uh, in my development as a football player. Uh, thankful to be able to have him uh, in my football career to get me, help me get me to where I am now.
1: When you said going to visit the Detroit Lions was was so Coach P, what go a little bit deeper into that? What what was so Coach P about it?
3: They, cause I had to. So they, uh, they took me through uh, a part of some of their installs, uh, taught me a part of their installs, and I had to go out on the field and uh, like walk through it, call checks, and you know just see how fast uh, I could learn uh, their defense. Uh, but I mean, for me, it was it, was, it wasn't re- it was it was not it wasn't easy, but it was you know it was okay because. He, he was using some of the terminology that we used at, at BC. But I mean, it was just that was the first time I had to do that uh, visiting a, uh, a team. Uh, but I mean, it, it was definitely cool. Coach P, he, he's just like, he's all ball. He loves football so much. Uh, football plays a big part of his life, and you can just see it in him, uh, which I think is so awesome. That's uh, so why I loved playing with him. Uh, he was at the facility more than anybody else I've ever seen. Be at a facility. He works hard at what he do, and I respect him for that.
1: That coming from Harold Landry, Harold. uh, To wrap up here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, as you head to the Tennessee Titans, like you said, this coming week, I like to do a thing called Rapid Fire on the show, which gives an opportunity for me to ask you a bunch of questions that have. Little to nothing to do with football, but to help the fans get to know you, the Titans fans, people of Tennessee, as well as people around the country, I've respected you and your game since you were a high school player, but to see as you move forward here and and people that want to connect with you and, and get to know who Harold Landry is, I'd love to, to throw you in this for a couple minutes. Are you ready to play? Yep. Yeah. All right. If you could only play one song coming out for the Tennessee Titans onto the field for yourself for the next Year, what song would it be?
3: Uh, John, Lil Wayne.
1: If anybody could play you in a movie, what actor would you want to be you?
3: Will Smith or
1: Denzel. Alright, why Will and why Denzel? I gotta ask.
3: Because those are like (laughs) my two favorite actors. I think they're like the best all time. Uh, they can play any role, uh, and excel at it. Uh, Will Smith moves. Denzel smooth, and you know they just really awesome actors.
1: <laughs> well, so there's, a, it, they're smooth. Is Harold Landry smooth? Is I guess is a question. You know I can be. You know if I'm asked. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> if I was to name a movie after your life that starred Will Smith or Denzel, what would the movie be called?
3: Pursuit of Happiness, or, uh, let me think of the Denzel one. Yeah, I would say Pursuit of Happiness.
1: Pursuit of Happiness, alright, fair enough. This is a three-part question, it's a vacation question. If you could go anywhere in the world, where do you go? You could take one person that you know, and you could take one celebrity. Where do you go, who is the person that you take that you know, and what celebrity?
3: I would take, um... I would take my fiancé, and I would take as a celebrity, probably Angelina Jolie.
1: All right, where would you go? Uh,
3: probably where I'm getting married, in Barbados.
1: Now, how did you work that out? How did Barbados happen? That's awesome.
3: Uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's just a place that I've always wanted to go to. All right. Uh, and uh, my fiancee's always wanted to go there, so we figured, why not?
1: Yeah, you know, and, and and it's fine. I mean, I know you've been busy with the draft and everything, but I guess you know maybe I gotta, you know, resend the new address because if you're getting married in Barbados, I, I think I think it's only fair that the man that's covered you for five years should maybe have a trip to Barbados. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's available for me, Harold. Uh, <laughs>
3: It's a it's a it's a small get thing. The only people on my side that I come with is my mom, dad, and sister. Cause it's like a it's like not even like just our wedding. It's gonna be like our honeymoon because when football starts, football starts, and I don't really have time to to do that other stuff. So
1: that's fair. You get married in Barbados. It's cool. It's all good. I appreciate it. and I'm happy that you're going there and doing that. So you know, like I said, you ever wanna send a ticket to Barbados, we'll we'll make it happen. But. Outside of that, all jokes aside, Harold, a couple more for you here. If there was a quote that was above your head everywhere you went, everybody could see it, what would the quote say? Probably
3: probably nobody cares how hard you work. It's about results.
1: Okay. All right, that coming from Harold Landry. And, and my final one for you, give me three things that are on your bucket list that you haven't done yet.
3: So teach my son how to play football, win a Super Bowl.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: and I don't know. I'm excited to get my first sack in the NFL too.
1: All right, fair enough. Now, with that being said, to wrap things up here, Harold, I'm going to be fair to you. I put you on the hot seat. I'm going to let you put me on for three questions. So you have been asked questions for years now. You've had people interview you for years, and so I'm going to let you flip the script. And give you an opportunity to be the interviewer. So go ahead. Any three questions you want to ask me, what's the first one?
3: Um Okay. Um let me think. Wait, this doesn't ask this not this this doesn't uh count as a question though. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So he's trying to get four. What do you got?
3: Wait, are you married?
1: I am married, yes.
3: I can't ask the question. Man. Um. Okay, so let me think. All right, if you had to go, I'm asking. If you could go on a date with any celebrity, who would it be?
1: If you weren't married. If I wasn't married. <sighs> my well, the funny thing is, my wife would say this. She's like, "Just say it, whatever." So it, it's a, it's a. There's, there's two. There's two. And I grew up with a Tyra Banks poster in my room, so Tyra Banks would be one of them, and if not Tyra, then probably Jennifer Aniston.
3: okay, I feel that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Let let me think. If you could go do anything in the world, what would it be?
1: If I could go do anything in the world, what would it be? I would want to... Honestly, there's a there's a few things. I mean, they would be big time things, you know. As far as you know, movements, not just doing one thing. I would like to go to visit as many underprivileged areas that I could. You know, I got to do some work with New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina or after Hurricane Katrina, and uh, we went there eight months after in Project Helping Hands and helped some families to you know get everything out of their house, see what we could salvage so that they could come in and rebuild it. So, you know, doing things like that, uh, I would go to Peru and Guatemala. It's where my two of my cousins, who I consider my little brothers, uh, that's where they came from, and they came from not easy times in those countries. So I would love to help there and do something there. And I've always said, if you got to send me to Pluto to do it, send me to Pluto. Uh, I would love to find a cure for all types of cancer. Uh, I'm really... I'm at my wit's end of of hearing people that have cancer and that have gone through it and whatnot, and it breaks my heart. So if I could could do anything in the world, I'd want to find cures, and I'd want to help people to have the happiness and the opportunity that I've had here in America. That's awesome. What's your final question, my good sir?
3: If you had... had one wish hold on let me think let me think for a second okay yeah if you have one wish okay no hold on hold on let me think okay. if you had if you had one wish yeah would it, and you had to choose between these two though okay That. uh let me think so you're so since you said that i can't sack like what does that mean you're you're a jacksonville fan
1: I've covered the Jaguars for the last decade and uh, and I I had the opportunity of potentially covering the Super Bowl if, you know, four points didn't go one way. So so yeah. So it's it's a little bit tough, but yeah, I've I've been around Jacksonville for pretty much since their institution and covered the team on site for the last 10 almost 10 years now.
3: Okay, so you had to choose one. What would it be? Jacksonville win the Super Bowl or Arrow Landry comes in and starts, and the Tennessee Titans win the Super Bowl. Who are you choosing?
1: Damn, man. Don't do that. <laughs> That's tough. You know, here, okay, here's my thing, and, and this, this is tough. So, <sighs> Jacksonville getting to and winning the Super Bowl would be pretty amazing and pretty wonderful, and I don't think they're far off from it right now. And I think that they got a shot. But I'm going to say this, and when I say this, Harold, I don't ever want you to forget this, and I want you to remember that when you get big and bad, and might you might lead the country in sacks, and I text you and say I want to do an interview, don't you forget about me and and uh, get a big head over there, because I'm going to tell you something right now. So what I'm going to say to you is, you should know this from me reaching out to you after five years of you know, because when you're in college, obviously you have your you know. It's a different system that's set up and you can't just call a player and you got to do press conferences and yada, yada. But when you're in high school, it's easy. When you're a professional, it's easy because you can say yes or no if you want to do an interview. I appreciated the fact that when I reached out to you after all these years and said, hey, I'd love to have you back on the show, you texted me very simply, I'm down. That was it. And it made me feel like I left an impression. I'd like to think I left a positive one and that you remembered who I was or being on the show, whatever that may be. With that being said, I have a connection with people like yourself <clears throat> that have been on the show and, and that you know I've gotten to know as a human being and watched over the past few years. So if you put my feet to the fire and you involved yourself personally in this, I'd love to see Jacksonville win a Super Bowl. But when you have a connection with players and when you reach out to somebody five years after you had had them on your show and you say, hey, would you like to come back here and be a part of this broadcast? And they say yes without question. I would love to see you start and win your Super Bowl. And right after you do that, before you go to Disney World to bring your butt on this show and we'll talk about how I knew you when you were in high school.
3: I feel you. I feel you. I
1: appreciate that. So you better make sure that that happens. If this, if, if I'm telling you right now, Harold, I'm gonna text you right before that Super Bowl, and be like, Harold, this exclusive everything is going on right here on Wake Up Call. So don't forget about me, brother. As you get better, okay? I got you. I all got you. All right, man. And. I appreciate it as always. And like I said, you know, five years ago and five and, and five years forward, it says a lot about your character. You taking some time to be on the show today. So I want to thank you for that and I appreciate that. I hope that you have a great wedding in in your in your beautiful paradise and I hope you have a phenomenal start to the season. You know I'll be watching and I hope that first sack comes on week one, all right.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: All right, man, keep in touch. Be good. All right. See ya that coming once again from Harold Landry, who just put me in the worst rapid fire I think I've ever been in when it comes to a player. But that's my loyalty to the guys I know and and to the ladies that I know in the sport as well. I mean, you know, you wanna you wanna see everybody do well. But when you when you do shows with people, you have a connection with people, you know, especially somebody like Harold, like I said. I mean I I covered him when he was being recruited. And then when you go to college, you know, fans might not know this, but it's a lot more strict of a policy to get interviews with players. And you can't just call them up on the phone and be like, hey, you want to be on the show and whatnot because they're under the NCAA and you have to ask the permission of the school and this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, it, it, it's tough because I wanted to talk to Harold every week of his career. And so after all this time to say to Harold, hey, man. You know, you were on the show years ago before you you went into college and whatnot, and I want to have you back because I've been rooting for you to get in the NFL since the day you went to BC. And, you know, here we stand today, and he texted me a week, I think it was a week ago today, and he said, I'm down. That was it. I said, you want to be on the show? He said, I'm down. And then we made it happen. So somebody like that who can appreciate and respect me and my show and my time and what I do. Hell yeah, I want to see you get to the Super Bowl, and I want to see you start, and I want to see you get some sacks, and I want to see you get MVP of the Super Bowl. So, Harold, here's to hoping that you get that opportunity, and I know you're going to work hard toward it. We're going to take a step aside, and we will come back in just a moment with a very awesome part of the show. We're going to be back on video and, of course, on Audio. We're gonna be keeping you here on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. And we're also gonna be on video on Facebook. So come hang out with us and have a fun time. We're gonna be live on Facebook hanging out with John Newman of Newman Sports Cards. We have so much to discuss. I've had a lot of NFL draft coverage, and we're going to continue with that, with the hype of the rookies selling now as opposed to selling later, getting things on that you want to get out in your stores and on eBay and whatever it may do and on your websites before there comes a time where maybe some of these guys falter a little bit. So it's kind of like the stock market, very much so. We're going to discuss that probably Easier to figure out than the stock market. But we're going to we're gonna discuss that. We're going to discuss offensive versus defensive players. We're going to discuss what's going on right now with uh, baseball as well and Shoatani and, and how it seems to be that his rookie card is the one that everybody wants and his autograph is the one that everybody wants and Aaron Judge is kind of just taking a little dip here. And so we'll discuss all that is going on in the sports world and how it affects those wonderful, beautiful pieces of cardboard that many of us like to collect and bring home. So Newman Sports Card's coming up next. We're hanging out on video on Facebook Live, and you're going to keep with us here on MixLR.com backslash wake up call dt. John Newman and I damn near broke the internet in a good way the first time around. We're going to do it again here today, and we look forward. And, and make sure you send your questions. If you have thoughts, you're watching the video coming up here, send your questions to us. If you're a member of MixLR.com backslash wake up call dt, send your thoughts to me there in the live chat room. If you have cards, if you're wondering about something, any questions that you have or comments about the sports card industry, make sure you send them over. We're going to make it happen right after this fast break on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where we do things differently, innovative, exciting, original, and always, for every single one of you, to have a positive and amazing day. So if you're having a great day, we're going to make it better. If you're having not so great of a day, and you have to go to Apple like me this afternoon... We're going to make it better. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. This is Jim Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that... uh, positively impacted the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand-bread our chicken. We hand-spin our milkshakes. It's, it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formal Wear.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake So we are going to add ourselves right now. So let's let's add wake up call on live video with Newman Sports Cards. So we're gonna do that in this moment here and we are going to go live right now online so we are live here on facebook and we're hanging out with the man that they call john newman he's going to be here with us for the broadcast and we're very excited to have him here on the show so with that being said i think it's the hat i think if we lift your head here we go there we go now i see john a little bit so we are here on MixLR.com backslash call DT. And we're also hanging out with you on Facebook Live. And we're going to be doing this live broadcast on audio and on video with John Newman of Newman Sports Cards to speak on the sports card industry and a lot of different things that are going on. And I'm excited to do this, John, because we have been here before. Well, First and foremost, John came prepared. As you see, John is wearing... A very nice shirt that you can get for yourselves. We sell these for 10 bucks, folks. So they're the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora official shirts, and they are brought to you by Drysig Apparel, D R E I S S I G apparel.com. So make sure you check them out. You can also go see their store. On TLF right by Shop City, so John, we're happy to have you back here again.
4: Well, I'm glad to be back. Uh, following Harold Landry, that's a tough act to follow. Yeah, Harold Landry, like
1: he did a good time. And yeah, we had a good yeah. time with him. So he did a he did a phenomenal job. So like I said, we're live here on Facebook, and we're also hanging out with you in studios on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt. And and as John just alluded to. Harold Landry being a part of the show here. Second round, 41st overall. I thought he was a first-round draft pick. I think he's going to play like a first-round draft pick. And I'm really excited about, uh, about everything that's going to come. And even though I didn't get invited to... Barbados. and I, I think I'll be all right. I was
4: gonna if you did get invited to Barbados, I was gonna ask if I could like sneak into a large
1: suitcase with you. Yeah, yeah, we gotta make that happen. So so John and I are here to speak on the industry and we're for baseball lovers, this is a conversation for you. For football it's a conversation. For sports card collectors, this is a conversation as well. So we had an amazing time last time we were in studio on video and audio and we're gonna make it happen again. So John Newman of Newman Sports Cards, myself, Dan Tortora of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And I got a bunch of cards that I got, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask John about this one first because this one meant a lot to me. And it's a piece of a game-used bat by Hank Aaron. So a piece of a game-used bat by Hank Aaron. It is numbered. There are 200 in the world. This is number 75. It's no specific game that he used the bat in. But it's with the Atlanta Braves, and it is a piece of a game-used bat. Now, I got this. I mean, what I paid for this, I thought it was a phenomenal deal. What can you say about these? Because I feel like the game-used bat ones, I feel like they're not that expensive if you go after them.
4: Um, well, first off, that's a great card. And I, I venture a guess with a guy like Hank Aaron, that bat probably hit at least one home run. I think it's probably a safe bet. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the the i don't want to say the problem with bat cards cuz it's not a problem but when given a choice between a jersey and, and a bat i think most people rather have the jersey yeah but it's still game used it's still a a piece of history that's here in the studio and regardless yeah. of jersey or bat uh it's you awesome. know it's, to me, it's indifferent, you know. So, yeah, I actually have one of the cards I brought today has a, a Hank Aaron bat on it, too, along with nine other things. So, oh, no, with no nine listen.
1: other things. <laughs> so, I'm really ecstatic about this, and then John comes in. <laughs> I'm a topper. He ate ups me on this one. <laughs> now, let me ask you about this, because my, my uncle gave me this. It was the same uncle that gave me my, my Nolan Ryan autograph card that was numbered and, and written on the back, and so... These, this is a gold collection. I believe that I have all of them or most of them, but this is Babe Ruth, and I don't know anything about this card except for my uncle gave it to me, and I haven't touched it since he gave it to me, and I don't think I can touch it, because it's, it's, it's in this case. It's not like you, in one of the, you know, one of these where you could just kind of just pull it right out the top. I can't do anything with this, so this is, A gold card by Babe Ruth. What can you say about this series? Because Hank Aaron, weren't they all in it? Um, Yeah.
4: Who makes who's there's a there's a lot of companies that made gold cards.
1: Yeah, this is, if I can read it, CMG Worldwide in Indianapolis. Uh, It says TM and yeah, there's no there's no like tops or anything on here. Major League Baseball logo. And his record from all of his years. With yeah, it's Yankee it's box.
4: licensed because it does have the Yankee logo, so they they do have permission to make it. I'm sure it's probably a gold foil, uh, meaning it may be real, you know, uh, gold on the outside. Yeah, which gives it some uh, some value. The fact that it's Babe Ruth, um, someone so legendary, so it was highly collectible.
1: Okay, so yeah, I I,
4: I don't know much about it individually. Um, but I could probably definitely find out a little more information for so you. So
1: we got we got the babe and Hank in studio together, folks. Look at that. A happy marriage that doesn't include Barry Bonds. So <laughs> and and the last time and, and we gotta say something about Newman Sports Cards because John obviously made a sale here, and that sale came from uh, this right here. The last time he was on the broadcast on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT and here on Facebook Live with Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Make sure you like the page for Wake Up Call and for Newman Sports Cards that's tagged in this video. You showed this Hank Aaron card, and then as soon as the broadcast was over, I said, during the broadcast, I said, this is not leaving the studio without being in my hands, and it didn't. So I I made a purchase from John with this Hank Aaron card, which I love very much. So that Hank Aaron card's been kind of just hanging out in this area yeah not a bad
4: one to, to be hanging out so
1: you got you brought some cool stuff here today well, yeah what do you want to show for it now one of the things you got on top i have one of those so the yeah. saquon
4: yeah i don't know if you want to go into these first you know you well, met, let's
1: go base we've been talking baseball i want to do a little right. bit of baseball
4: all right this one um is i don't have what you know there's a term in, in the hobby called pc which is short for personal collection right um when I was younger, as I told Dan, uh, off the air, uh, when I was in business, I would have too many PC cards and, and people would want them. And then I would re- kind of refuse to sell them. And then as I got older, I made a point like to, to not do that anymore. And so I don't really have a P- PC like I used to back in my younger days. This card I just got acquired last week. It actually came to my house, uh, when hey, I was why don't you tell the story? Yeah, so this was is this a, a pricier card that I purchased. Um, and frankly, I purchased this card with, with really no intent to to resell it. And I timed it wrong, and it was going to be delivered a day after I went to Myrtle Beach on vacation for the week. And it had to be signed for. And if you miss that, if you're familiar with how the post office works, if you miss it, it goes back to them and it sits there until you can get back there with your your slip yeah and and sign it out so i luckily i had my sister um agree to like i gave her my house key and she was gonna agree to come over and sign for it so we didn't miss the delivery but she had a hair appointment that morning but she figured she'd get there before the mailman did yeah um unfortunately the hair appointment ran a little longer than she anticipated and the mailman, she missed him. Yeah. He left the notice in the mailbox. She got there, grabbed the, the notice out, and literally got in her car and rode up the street to see if she could track him down. She saw a mail truck that she assumed was was ours. Yeah. Um. And you know, probably probably thought she was a crazy lady. Lady went up to him and said, you know, I have a a slip. Can I can I get this? This is you know, a package for my brother. That's that's important. Yeah. Well, it wasn't our mail truck? So, he he radioed our actual mail truck, and she had to go a couple blocks a different direction. Tracked him down. Yeah. And he was nice enough to uh, let her sign for it, and so the so the package was was procured. So the, this, this this card has a little bit of a, a funny story to to you know how it got to my house.
1: Yeah, you know, and and that's and that's the crazy thing about it is this card it's not just a card. It's they, I mean this is something that you that you know, you ensure like like it's like maybe one it's one of your children potentially. So so yeah. you had waited to get this. You yeah. went through all of this and John is out of town. The last video that we did, he left here, he went down to Myrtle Beach that day. So this you leave on a Friday it gets there on a Saturday, Saturday yep. and you're fighting and, and and thank goodness that not only your sister got the slip but she found a mailman and that yeah. he was nice enough to radio the Pro- other one, probably
4: so. going to cost me a lunch out of the deal but yeah. re- well worth it in the lunch in the is act. worth it yeah yeah um it's a Jackie Robinson uh game used jersey and crazy um they're they're there are Jackie Robinson Game Use jerseys out there. This one is what's called a one on one, meaning they made one of these. And it's it says right on there, one of one. There's not a second one. Um and the jersey on this one, and I'm I'm about to I'll give it to Dan here. Um I can't most, believe I'm gonna touch this one. Yeah, yeah, most That's of the crazy. most of the Jackie Robinson cards that are jersey cards that I've seen have the, the gray away jerseys. Yeah. This one Besides being one on one on on its own accord, is a large patch kind of four quadrants, yeah. And it's it's multicolored and it has that that cream and the Dodger blue, which it, you know, me and my son were were looking at this card, and it's truthfully it's either from the Dodger script on the front of the jersey, yeah. Um, and I I think it really is that because you can see a a seam on it, and. If, if my history is correct the Dodgers I'm not positive but I don't believe they wore name name plates on the back of their jerseys yeah so if they didn't this wouldn't be from a nameplate so this would probably be from the Dodgers uh script logo okay. a, across the front so I'm, I'll hand it to you you can take a look at it
1: <laughs> it's okay <laughs> this is insane like I saw this is one of the pictures that I use in promotion of, of John and Newman Sports Cards coming on the show. I don't have words for this, folks. So without further ado, I'm gonna let you look at it. Jackie Robinson, one of one. Jackie Robinson, one of one. One made in the world. This card is thick as all get out. And there is four there the jerseys in there there's four quadrants here it says the player's collection and you're right there's a there's you can see the white amidst all the blue that that's some type of lettering and, and and writing Jackie Robinson it's got Brooklyn on the back this is guaranteed by Panini i mean this this card is this is like the writing on it and everything i was like this this looks like, you know, when you go to a country club or a fine yeah. dining wedding. It's like, this is what you get when you walk into the wedding. Hey, thanks for coming. Here's a piece of history. I mean, look, yeah. look at this.
4: To give you a little background, too, know. on the product, it comes from a product made by Panini called Flawless. Yeah. And for those that, some might be familiar with it. For those that aren't, Flawless is what's called a high-end product. It actually comes in a sealed briefcase, it's got cellophane on it yeah. and a a case or a box of the product is over $1000 and there's about eight cards in that case. You don't know which eight you're getting. Right. Um and this was pulled from that $1000 product. So So how
1: how much is this worth? If
4: when it comes to 101s in the card industry, there's actually no price guide. There's no you can't look up in a book yeah, it's really what the market would bear. I would I would guesstimate it at it's it's a four figure, probably between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars, uh, potentially more long term. But crazy. at the moment, um, you know, That's it was okay. a card that I acquired via auction. Um, really, with the rare this, I rarely do this. That's Most cards that. I purchase, I have with the intent of at some point reselling or putting it. Out in my case at the shows or on my website, this card actually. I probably will put it in my showcase at a show without a price tag, but it won't appear. It won't appear on on the website itself. This is yeah one of the few occasions where I purchased the card really with without an intent to to trade it or resell it or. And it's or... so
1: nice of you to give this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this card. This this when I saw this card. I damn near passed out looking on the Instagram for Newman sports cards. I I literally, I like my heart. Like I don't even know how to just. It's like yeah. and, you and just kind of drop because it's number one. It's Jackie Robinson. Yeah. I mean, that, it, number two, it's it's Jackie Robinson. Yeah,
4: it's a transcendent. And it's a piece of his jersey. It's a, transcend, a transcendent player that even people who aren't sports fans know the 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 human impact that jackie robinson had so to think that this this was something he wore and now you're holding it or it's at my house is is i would take a
1: jackie robinson t-shirt for miller lights i mean it doesn't matter to me what the heck he but i mean like this is a piece of his game worn. you got to think about this folks doing a game worn jersey now they cut off a little patch of the of the numerous jerseys that they yeah. give the players, right? They you got a St. Louis Cardinal, cut off a little patch thrown in a card, and with one jersey you're making all these patches. It's not easy to procure this, I would think, you know, to now, just go get a Jackie Robinson now,
4: jersey. And there's some people that aren't big fans of the old time players uh, uniforms uh being cut up to make these cards. Um I understand that point of view, but I will say this there's there's enough Beautiful. history preserved where there are some, you know, Jackie Robinson jerseys fully intact in museums, um, and you know, I've I've done this for thirty years. There's really few cards that I I'm in all awe of myself anymore because I I've seen just about everything. This is one of those cards that even even me are like yeah you know uh, know how know how special it is and and I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, so yeah. Jackie Robinson. Um, you know, although he had unfortunately passed away before I was even born, I know being from Brooklyn and, and, and being a human, you know, I know the impact he had, not just on sports, but, but life. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure I, I remember doing many kind of reports in school about him. He was kind of my guy. Um and my dad, also being from Brooklyn, grew up literally going to games at Ebbets Field. So I know the impact you know Jackie had yeah. on him. So it's it's a pretty special card, actually. I, you know, I'm going to show it to my dad. Um, he hasn't seen it yet, so you actually saw it before him. So that'll be that'll be kind of a, a cool moment for him. Now, you know.
1: now, now that the card has come to the Wake Up Call Studios, I like Thanos with the gauntlet. I have to travel with it. So. <laughs> I must I I'm going to go meet your dad I guess. But how old, how old's dad? Oh.
4: I, I got to do math here. That's how old he is. So let's see here he's 62. He's 79. 79 years old. Yeah. And, and you're going
1: to bring this car to and is he a big baseball fan? He is a huge
4: he's a huge fan like I said. He, he It's glitter. even dirty. It's yeah, literally it's a,
1: like they took it off of yep. him and if you look really closely at the white piece of the patch, it's like sweat dirty when it gets like brown.
4: Yeah. And uh, so he grew up in Ebbets Field, fan of the Dodgers. Um, obviously, the Dodgers were already had had moved out of Brooklyn when when I came around. But you know, if you're from Brooklyn, it's kind of entrenched. It's in your blood that you you know you're a Brooklyn Dodger fan, even if you're born after they're they're yeah. gone. And then you learn the history of the ball club and and Jackie Robinson being the uh, first African American player to break the color barrier. And all that being said, it it just a you know a, a pretty special thing to have, you know.
1: So. Yeah, and that's a that's the amazing part of it. And we spoke about it before that that baseball was going on for white men, mm-hmm. and then there was the Negro League, and Jackie Robinson crossing over into what he did, you know, into into what was considered a white man's mm-hmm. baseball league or whatever and to create what's created today where we have people from all over the world that, you know, not just colors, and but all different languages, all different backgrounds, and to create the sport that we have today. And some of the players like Shotani and, and as well as, you know, we're Sammy Sosa. And I mean, it's it's not, it's, you know, an Ichiro. We're not seeing, if it wasn't for Jackie Robinson, then we wouldn't have anything that we have today. Yeah. We wouldn't have some of the greatest players that we have today. And, you know, it's it's just it's it's amazing to say, you know, that if you're coming from the Dominican Republic, thank Jackie Robinson. If you're coming from Japan, thank Jackie Robinson. If you're coming from Guatemala, thank Jackie Robinson. If you're coming from Spain, Italy, wherever, thank Jackie Robinson for this opportunity. It's not just for African-American. It was mm-hmm. to break the barrier on so many different things and, and to shatter it and it, it's got to mean something to Jackie watching from heaven saying, to this day, there's still Jackie Robinson Day. There's still yes. the celebration of everybody wearing number 42. They retired it after Mariano Rivera. And I got to see Mariano wear it on Jackie Robinson Day before yes. he retired with my dad who had never been to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, And
4: to think it, of the significance of that, that no one ever has – across all teams have had a number retired now individual teams retired their own individual players yeah. but for the sport itself to say no one on any team in this league is to wear 42 again yeah i mean that i don't know what that's probably the highest sign of respect that a league can almost give and like you said, they do Jackie Robinson Day, where everyone that day wears the 42. Yeah. And those jerseys um, are, are auctioned. And a lot of the money raised, if, if not all of it, goes to, to charitable organizations, yeah. something Jackie was uh, uh, a, a proponent of and, and social issues. Um, so he's not here anymore, but yet he's still, in a sense, here with a lot of good things a legacy that he left behind, you know, and Rachel, his wife is still, I mean, she goes out to the ballparks on Jackie Robinson day. She still gets around and and speaks on his behalf and on the families. And I think it's, it's tremendous.
1: Yeah. You know, I think what's, what's amazing about it is it took so long for the bridge to be crossed and for Jackie Robinson and everybody to come after him. But here's the funny thing, and here's the amazing thing about this, the irony about this. Once Jackie Robinson got into what is now major league baseball, he left a mark then. But what you can argue that once he opened the door, he's never left. Because as much as he's not on this earth, nobody, as John said, nobody has a jersey retired, nobody has a number across. An entire league retired. You can say Michael Jordan's jerseys retired with the Bulls, but 23 is not retired mm-hmm. across the board. Even for guys like Michael Jordan, even 32 for Magic Johnson, or 33 for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, when you when we look at history, nobody is given the amount of respect across the country, across the league, and across history than Jackie Robinson. And he it took. Like I said, it took so long to cross that bridge. But once he did, that bridge has been open to everyone, to you, me, and everybody, to John and I and you and everyone watching and listening. It's been open. So we can say that Jackie Robinson is just as much a part of the league now as he was the first day you walked yeah, through.
4: More so. Maybe. Because of
1: because of the jerseys being retired, because of, of selling the jerseys, doing it, everybody wears number 42. Nobody has a day. There's no... Barry Bonds Day, Hank Aaron Day, Babe Ruth Day. There might be things that are done in a community, but Jackie Robinson Day, everybody wear this number today. The number is not available across the country at all. And like you said, then they're going to donate all those to charity every single year. And that's what he was a part of. His wife is still involved. She still speaks on his behalf. She still talks about helping the community, helps the community. You know, there's something to be said about a man who made a connection to the world and broke down barriers, things that Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X and all these people were trying to do and working to do. There's something to be said about the fact that Jackie did it, and now we all pay homage to Jackie Robinson still today. And my children will pay that, and my grandchildren will pay that. Nobody has that in any sport in the world. Nobody has a day dedicated to them, where thousands of athletes are wearing your like that. It makes you want to cry. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, just it, what Jackie did, and and a little thing like this. You know, a card like this that you can hold in the palm of your hand. The only thing the reason why this means anything to me is because of the man that was yeah. inside of that jersey.
4: yeah and and you know, to think like I I said already, he's still. You know, you, when you're not here no more, you're still having, if maybe not even more of an impact. The, you know, uh, that's that, that tells you the power that uh, he had.
1: Yeah. Jackie Robinson, we love you. We miss you. And we saw it. You know what? It's got me thinking now with Jackie Robinson Day that I think from here on out, I'm going to do something special with Whitney yeah.
4: McCall. That'd be cool. We're
1: going to have to do that. And maybe we can involve John yeah. a little bit I'd here. I love it. I so, love it. What else? What, what what do we have baseball wise? And we got a lot of hearts for that about doing something on wake up call every year dedicated to Jackie Robinson Day. So,
4: so this this you guys is like
1: it. We like it. Let's make it happen. This Let's is
4: kind of a different card. This is what's called a uh, a game use booklet. This isn't a one of one. This is a five of five. So there there are four other of these on this card or booklet. And but it's, is it's, that you get the whole thing um no this these case, this case cards, yeah no this is a booklet okay um i can't really take it out or i would but this would fold up and make a uh, make a little booklet i have it in this this acrylic case yeah so they can all be seen um but if you look you can see they're attached with uh yeah uh, so a these are vinyl. they
1: look like individual cards but they're all connected yeah
4: this is, would if if this wasn't in the case this would fold up Like a little book. Like into a little, yeah. Yeah. So there's 10 guys on here. What I I love about this card is the 10 guys on here, these are all either jersey pieces or bats. Yeah. And the 10 guys on here are either already in the Hall of Fame and the ones that aren't are well on their way to join in. Where's Pete (laughs) Rose? So, um, and and the other ones are are well on their way. So you see a Mike Trout. There's a Hank Aaron. That's a bat piece. Uh, Chris Bryant is a bat yep. Ernie Banks uh jersey Nolan Ryan jersey Kershaw a Jeter, uh Ozzie Smith Piazza and Buster Posey okay. and and the jersey pieces of uh, all of them are at least uh two colors and some are even three colors um which are more desirable um and even you can see the Banks you can you can see the age yeah, yeah, you yeah. know on the Banks
1: Jeter's looks pristine Gears yeah, looks yeah, like it was yeah. it was pressed and washed right yeah. before it was put in here.
4: <laughs> so I'll I'll let you take that. Okay. Um. So there's five of them. That's a from a Tops product called uh, Triple Threads. Um, so that's the back sides.
1: So we look at this. It says 2017 Triple Threads baseball on on the start of the booklet. It says Deck of Threads Combo Relic. It has the Astros, the Giants, Yankees, Mets. and and the Cardinals, and then it says Angels, Braves, Cubs, Cubs again, and Dodgers. Congratulations, you have received a Relic combo book card from 2017 Tops Triple Threads Baseball. Mike Trout of the Angels, Chris Bryant of the Cubs, Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, Derek Jeter, Yankees, Buster Posey, Giants, Hank Aaron Braves, Ernie Banks, Cubs, Nolan Ryan, Astros, Ozzy Smith, Cardinals, and Mike Piazza of the Mets and it is a booklet, folks. And this is I gotta look at it before you look I gotta take a little gander here. So everybody's liking some Mike Trout. Yep. You know, everybody likes him these days. So we got a Trout jersey, Hank Aaron bat, the Ernie Banks, we could see the worn pieces of of the of his Cubs jersey. We got a Chris Bryant bat. We have Clayton Kershaw, which looks like the lettering to the yep. Dodgers. Yep. We have Nolan Ryan of the Astros. Got a little dark blue up top here. St. Louis is a three-color one for Ozzy. Jeter's, like I said, is a pristine white. It looks like he didn't slide this day. Nah. So, And then we have uh, Buster Posey, nice and dark. Giants color, gray and black. And uh, Mike Piazza. This is five of five, as John Newman said. And I'm going to do my best to start... I'm going to start here. How do I do this here? So I want to show You know what? I think I can get it all in. Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Can we get it all in? Yeah, we can it, get it all in. There you go. So this is called a booklet, and these are some of the greatest ever. One of my favorites of all time, who you saw in the last video. I, I have a his autograph, Nolan Ryan. Love Nolan Ryan. But this man right here, Mr. Jeter is, he was like an unspoken favorite player of mine. I didn't say much. I I went and I got, when he was a rookie, I got in school when they used to have the Scholastic Book Fair and all that. I got his, I got a poster of him that's, that's a, you know, it's about, it's a good size, you know, it's, and um, I got that and I had it behind my door and I had a bunch of Yankee stuff, but I was always more of a Jeter fan than A-Rod who went to the Mariners at the time. And Jeter just—I always liked him from afar, and now I look for Jeter autographs and this, that, and the other thing. And I'm going to have to go through John for some of this. <laughs> some of it is outrageous, but yeah, you know, this is Jeter's one of those guys. You didn't—you don't have to be
4: just a Yankee fan. Just he—he he had that respect. He went about the game the right way, he played it the right way. The captain, as they call him. Yeah. Um, so when you, you know, got
1: this, you did you get it all folded up?
4: Uh, yeah, that one, unfortunately, you know, it would have been nice to actually open a pack and get that. Uh, I didn't get it in, in that fashion. That one I had to purchase. So the per- uh, person I purchased it from had to ship it to me, and it actually came in a little plastic case uh, folded up. Yeah. But what tends to happen is if you keep it folded up, two things um, you obviously can't see the cards, yeah. and that tape that holds, that vinyl that holds the cards together will will wear out and then it. Yeah, will if you can see it it's
1: extremely thin you can see it right here yeah it's, it's hard to see
4: head. but it's what connects each panel to the next one you can see it right here and like any book if you keep opening it up to look at it constantly those will eventually wear thin yeah and then potentially fall apart so this is a case i, I don't have the guy's name but yeah, i actually first. had the special order this case for this type of card and I was gonna I keep, say, where yeah, did you get the case? Um, I got found them online from a recommendation. From so I, I kind of posed the question out there. What do you put these deck of booklets in so you don't have them folding up constantly yeah. and someone because uh, it
1: protects the corners of uh, yeah. of the cards on the end here. If you can see it, let me go right it is here. A, there's a space. Yeah, there's a space right here that'll protect it. So if we
4: bring that closer you see a little opening and it's acrylic so um qv rated and yada, yeah yada yada so um it's one of those cards now this one unlike the jackie this one is you know you will see this uh, uh in my case it's it's priced. it's not cheap as, yeah. as you can see are people um,
1: buying these or like when you buy a pack of triple threat how much does a pack a
4: pack has? of triple treads is is probably um it's three digits, a hundred to two hundred bucks. How do you um, know?
1: But like the thing is, can't people kind of feel that well, they get what, this card?
4: The way most of these packs are, they're thick to begin with and there's like five five or six cards in them. Yeah. Well, if, if you, you if like you this, have this in it, that will be the only thing in it. So it will yeah. still feel like those five or six cards. It'll feel
1: like a normal pack because yeah. it'll be like these are all just on yeah. top of each other.
4: But I I have seen these been opened on like camera. And a lot of times the person opening them will, will say, this feels like a booklet, and sure enough. So it may be a little larger. I've never had the privilege yeah. of actually opening well, this one is and like, getting one. it would one, have so. to be like a jumbo pack, you know yeah, what I mean? Because they're how, how thick this yeah. is going to
1: be. But they got it, you know, they play with you by putting those like hard plastic yeah, into some of the, back. yeah, the dummy cards. Yeah. So here we go again. This is a booklet, folks. This is not five cards. You can't say, hey, can I have that one in the middle? I, all it's
4: funny. I'll tell you a funny story. It's funny you mentioned that because I had posted this on one of my social media accounts, and someone sure, someone sent me a message asking how much the Posey and Piazza was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and John's like, "Hold on, let me cut it <laughs> off here." Let me
4: And then I, I, you know, just having a little fun. I gave them the price for the whole thing. Yeah. And they kind of balked, and I then I hit them with the This is all one card, just so you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're getting if they want Posey. I mean, it's I think it's okay to get Nolan Ryan and Derek Jeter and you know a you know, lot this, of Hank the, Aaron. These guys were pretty. They were pretty good, right? Yeah, They're okay, yeah,
4: a little bit, a little bit. Mike
1: Trout, he's not bad.
4: Probably in the Hall of Fame. T- there's some people argue he's already a Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, my,
1: Mike Piazza, I don't know, greatest greatest Met ever.
4: And the funny thing with these booklets, there's Maybe. there's a few of them out there that have some decent players on them. And then there's three or four on them that are not as desirable. The thing that struck me with this one is when you look at all ten of them, like I said, they're either already in the hall or headed that way.
1: If I don't like some of the players on it, can I just cut them off? You
4: can, but you (laughs) you, do, you know.
1: Why would they do that though? I mean look at this is this is this is a Hall of Fame board. Yeah. Why would they put like random guy over here and random person here? Like yeah, that doesn't it makes make you, any sense.
4: I, I, I don't have one like that or I'd I have brought it with me, but there's there's a few where there's six guys that are that are Hall of Famers and then four that kinda yeah. make you scratch they, your head. You know a what they
1: bit. should do? They should do one they should do one called the Asterix group and they should do one for steroids. And they could have like Clement. Let me think here. They could have Clemens. They could have Sammy Sosa. They could have Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, A Rod, Romero, Romero. We could we can make it all happen. Yeah. So I would love that. Get one like this with ten guys and call it the Asterix Club that are in the Hall of Fame with bats and stuff, kind of. Yep. That'd be funny.
4: they'll probably do it, so make sure you get some royalties. Out, yeah, out listen,
1: of if you're gonna make a group of baseball players that were enhanced by a drug, make sure that not only do you send me one in a case like this, but you 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 thank Dan Satora on the back, Triple Threads. <laughs> but thanks for the idea, Dan. And there's Appreciate one, it. there's
4: one of these. Obviously, I you're I awesome. don't have it. I would love to own it. I, I don't think I can afford it. There's one of these that has fifty guys. But they're autographs rather than jersey pieces. In a booklet? Yes.
1: But how do you open it? It's, it's like it's, all over your floor. Yeah, it's
4: thicker. And it, it's. I'll, I'll see if I can get even like a picture It'd of it. it be like it. a mile long. That's and crazy. And it's, it's insane. And usually something like that, they exist. But those are always one-on-ones. They don't yeah, th-
1: folks, this is, this is a card. You don't yeah. want to believe me, but this is one card. It's called a booklet. Yeah. I didn't know what a booklet was, and now I do. And this is them. And I look forward to the idea that I gave to Triple Threads of the group of, I, we could call it the Juiced Collection. <laughs> Asterix Collection, Juice yeah. Collection, We Won't Let You in the Hall Collection. I think they should do one you with...
4: Know, you could put Pete Rose on there. Well, you I know, know take steroids, but. They should
1: do one that's just Pete Rose, all ten. And yeah. it's bats and jerseys and all this stuff, and they just make mm. the whole thing Pete Rose. I would love it. I got some old Pete Rose cards. Yeah,
4: he's still cards, so. for all the controversy surrounding him. Yeah. He's actually still pretty collectible. Um, his autograph unfortunately is not worth much. You can get a Pete Rose autograph cards uh, a certified one. Yeah. It's they go for like 20, 30 bucks top sometimes you can get them even for less than that. The problem is he's every week he's somewhere just signing a million autographs. So right, right. he's kind of watered the market down. Um it's actually a big form of income for him at this point. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he's at Cooperstown quite a bit, uh, signing there a lot. So. Well. He even charges more to to write like uh, something else besides his autograph, like. I, yeah,
1: because my my cousin met him and had him sign something, and then he he wrote a little something.
4: Yeah, there's one point he was wrote he he would charge extra and he would write i did not bet on the reds or i did not bet on baseball and then when he admitted it yeah. now he charges extra and he wrote i i bet yes i did bet on baseball and you know i and, would and i would put like let that. me in the hall on all that yeah um let you know no mind. one can argue and I'm I'm one of those guys that believes he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But no one loves Pete Rose more than Pete Rose does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, probably, that's probably that could be true.
1: You know, he's got to got to love himself some Pete Rose. Yeah. But you know, I would say you know, but that's that's not me. You know, I think I, I love me, but the wife loves me, the pup loves me. I think yeah. Lily Lily might yeah. love me a lot. If
4: you, if you ever. Seen Pete Rose interviewed or yeah. his his recent uh stint as uh, doing games yeah it, it, it's pretty apparent you know he's 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 not shy let's put it that way so we well, should do a show with
1: Pete when he comes to Cooperstown we should put him right here and be, and I'd, call it the Rose between thorns yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love I,
4: that I would I would be there that's right? for sure I, and listen you can't uh, regardless of what you think of him personally or full the guy was one of the best players ever. To, to play the game. yeah, He'll tell you that too, but he's not really lying. <laughs> so, um, yeah. we'll you know, you. I think, I think honestly, I think he, he should be a Hall of Famer. I think there's, you know, yeah. uh, that's a show for another day, I guess, but, yeah, you know, he should be. When, you, when you have well, the have, Well, he never bet hits, against them, right? He always no, bet for you, them. No, he always bet for them. And, and the
1: thing is, arguably, doesn't everybody bet on their team? Like, don't I, we I, all hope that our team wins? So, he was... I understand what was wrong about but I'm saying he wasn't the Black Sox. No. You know, he, he wasn't, hey, let's throw this and, thing. And let's be,
4: so. you know, let's be realistic without even going into details. There's guys probably in the Hall of Fame that have done worse stuff. Maybe we don't even even realize it. And Will know, Chamberlain so. write
1: a book about all the women that he slept with?
4: And, you know, Ty Cobbs apparently done this and that, and yeah. that's not so nice. And, right. you know, no one argues that. He's not shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's one of the greatest players ever. Right. So um, I understand a lot of people don't like Pete because of his the way he is about himself. I and there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to like him, but when you look at what he did as a player, I, I don't think you you can say he really shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm should not probably
1: put that up as a as a poll. We're gonna do that yeah. on Twitter at Call DT. Follow me on Twitter at c a l l d t. I'm gonna put up a post. I know we've been talking about that. People talk about this for years, but I'm gonna put it up today because we're talking about it. Does Pete Rose deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? You know, and I know, yes no.
4: I know, that I right know. Now. MLB has the rule with gambling, and and he knew the rule, and he, you know. But let's let's be honest. You can go to any wagering site and bet on baseball games to this day. Right. Um. So, you know. Uh, I think he should be in just on his his, his performance on the field alone. You know, right. you don't have, again. You don't have to like the man, but you, you you gotta acknowledge he had one heck of a career. Yeah,
1: so. you gotta acknowledge that you know uh, what he's done. And and again, he always he bet on his team, and that's the thing is he bet on his team to win. He didn't tell them to lose. He didn't demand that they lose. Mm-hmm. He didn't push them to lose. And, you know, I think that that's, it, it's, it's not right to do it, but like you said, people are betting all the time. People are doing whatever they want with this. You know, that's how, that's how Vegas and stays he, And, open,
4: you know, so. he got, you know, he, he, in a way, you know, I, I, I'm of the belief he did get punished. He kind of served that punishment. And you know, it's been long enough. What I have what I have a feeling may happen, Dan, is they might actually wait till he passes away, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and then let him in. And then let him in. But I don't know. To me that's kind of you know, if you're gonna put him in, put him in and, and be done with it.
1: Right. You but know? that's the thing, it's it's just like Jim Bayheim's losses, I or wins. I think they'll give him back 101 wins when yeah, he passes I mean, away. how do
4: you how do you say those didn't happen when everyone saw it? You know, and I mean? how do
1: you say the losses happened but the wins didn't? Yeah. How do you affect the? I never
4: understood how they can take yeah. away wins and that game didn't right. didn't happen. And so
1: on a, in a year that the team was like 31 and four or whatever, it says 0 and four. On the years that they were 27 and and 11, it says... If I bought
4: tickets for any of those games, I would kind of want my money back since the game didn't occur.
1: Right, and here's my (laughs) question. I spent a lot of money to cover the Final Four in the National Championship in 2013. If Louisville didn't win it and it didn't happen... I want reimbursement yeah. for the taxis, for my airfare, for the hotel, for food. I want it all back. Because yeah. if I was, if it didn't happen, and hence yeah. I was never there, yeah. why did I pay
4: for it? I agree with you. I just, I, you want to pun? Let's I, I understand there has to be punishment, but I don't think you can just erase history that easy. I think yeah. it's it's, and I don't think people, especially the general public, acknowledge it. Even I, I don't even, I don't even think people who don't like Bayheim. Won't even uh, take those wins away. I think that's just from the establishment, you know. And what, if I'm not mistaken, they gave Paterno his wins back. Yeah, they did. So
1: after he allegedly potentially had hidden a child abuser. Yeah. For years and in I, his I, staff.
4: I haven't seen it.
1: He died and they replenished yeah. his... Wife. I
4: haven't seen the the the, the new Paterno uh, movie oh, that's on HBO. With Pacino? and It'll make you think. Yeah. and uh, If it's
1: accurate behind the scenes... They're saying it's worse.
4: If it's true, they're saying it's worse for Paterno than, oh than initially if, we thought. If so. what
1: you see in the movie Paterno played by... Al Pacino. If you watch, which by the way, Al Pacino should play Rick Pacino because he (laughs) looks like him. But (laughs) if you watch Paterno and you see that on HBO, number one, it's probably it's going to make you think a lot. It's going to make you cry. I spent like a half an hour talking about the case the day after on the show because after I watched, I wanted to go look things up, and I followed the timeline. There's still things going on legally in 2018 right now.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. and and you know that, with that stuff, if you want to uh, punish the institution, take scholarships away, fine them millions of dollars or a monetary fee, I, I understand that. But to take wins away that that happened, yeah, I don't I don't think you can you can revisit history and rewrite history like that. No,
1: you know, I don't think you can rewrite history, but. You know, there's a bunch of children out there that would wish their history was never yeah, written. Yeah, I
4: agree. I agree, and I'm not. I'm not trying to. Obviously, that, that's a horrible, tragic uh, situation. It's awful. You know, and and that's where the lawsuits come in, and in and, and the monetary stuff. But <laughs> right. to and just they, say they, games they, didn't happen, those yeah. players were on the field, and the players those people didn't do were it. in this. Yep, yeah, those people were in the stands. They they know the outcome of the game. Um, I think that's separate. From unfortunately the the tragedy that that happened behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. So, with that being said, we're gonna we're gonna take a step aside here on video, and you're gonna hear on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt a fast break for everybody watching on video. Grab your friends, family, co-workers, colleagues, sports cards, and sports fans alike, and have you all join us for our next video. So we're gonna take a fast break on mixlr. And then we're gonna shoot another video in studio here in just a moment. So follow us over on Facebook and stay with us on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. This is a wake up call fast break. They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. What's the universal language of a fan? Clap in your hands. With FanHands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors, always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory, real fans wear FanHands.
2: 315- That's 315-702-4653 Or contact us through our website LGWeddingsAndEvents.com Looking Glass Events Giving you a reason to celebrate
1: the Penn and Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn and Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding. Ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn and Trophy Center, One Eleven East Willow Street, in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on Thirty Six Eighty Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wake dt. And on Facebook Live Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with Newman Sports Cards. Of course, myself, Dan Tortora, and of Newman Sports Cards, the owner and operator, John Newman. I want to call you like John C. Newman III. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I like the way it sounds. It's got a ring to it.
4: Oh, you can call me anything. Just don't call me late for dinner.
1: There you go. <laughs> my grandma always said, you can call me whatever you want. Just don't swear at me. So, and my grandmother also said, you can always talk to yourself as long as nobody answers.
4: <laughs> I answered. though. That's the problem. <laughs> well,
1: and, and then my wife said, she goes, what if you talk to yourself? And, oh, no, who somebody said this to me. They said, if you talk to yourself and then you say to yourself, what did you say? Really? <laughs> that's a problem, too, if you're not listening.
4: That I haven't done yet. Yeah, but you, maybe, maybe so so when anyway.
1: you speak to yourself, you hear yourself. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. We got we got somewhere. We've connected the threads. And speaking of the threads, we've had some cool threads come through here in this sports card sports show bonding that we have. When John Newman's in the building, we're on video and we're also live on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt. Awesome viewership on all of our videos, and if you have questions about cards, if you're interested in a card, we have we have many a card here, folks. We have lots of things going on here. So if you have cards you're interested in, and if you have questions on the industry, you know we're here for that. And because I speak on football a lot and spend a lot of time on the NFL, we're gonna get to that in a minute, and we're gonna discuss. The why defensive players aren't that sought after, why their cards aren't worth that much, why their jersey cards and their relic stuff and their autographs are not priced as high. We'll talk about the hype of the NFL draft picks right now, a week after how people are running to eBay and to websites and whatnot to go buy this stuff up. I've experienced this personally, and I'm I'm sure that, John, you're, you're getting a feel for this as well. So we're going to discuss all of that in the connection of the NFL draft and what it's done to the sports card industry in the here and now. But before we go there, John has some more goodies from the baseball world, and he's already given me the Jackie Robinson. <laughs> he's giving me more stuff today, so we're going to check this out. What's
4: so I, I brought someone that, that local uh, Syracuse people, um, a name probably are, are familiar with, and I think a lot of local people are fans of them. This is, um, if you if you're in the hobby – Or if you're not, you you hear a term called RPA. And what RPA is short for is Rookie Patch Auto. And it's a rookie card that's produced with a patch and an autograph. They're usually highly sought after, obviously, especially if the player is is significant and good. So the one I brought here is an RPA. Um, It's Trey Turner, who played, obviously, uh, with the Syracuse Chiefs on his way up uh to to the nationals where he is uh now uh one of the uh, one of the better players in the league you know steals bases some power yeah. bats around 300 and and I'm a Mets guy but I have to admit I'm kind of a Trey Turner fan, you know, uh, except when he plays the Mets. But uh, (laughs) I I do like him. He's he's a a very good player. I I watched him, obviously, when he was here with the Chiefs. And this is an RPA of his. It's a three-color patch numbered to 49 out of a product called National Treasures, which is a, another high-end product. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'll hand that off to you. So
1: this is different from RPI, which NCAA Selection Committee says they care about, but if it's Syracuse, they don't. So the RPI is a little bit different, and the RPA, rookie, patch, auto. And I'm, I'm thankful to have some of these. I think I have, before I show this really yep. quick, I know that I have. I showed this last time. Rookie patch auto, Leonard Fournette. Forget the price there. That was a nice sale. It's worth a lot more than that to me. But this is a this is actually more. It's rookie patch auto refractor. Yeah. So there's a lot going on with Leonard Fournette and this this little doozy of a card. But the one that my, that uh, John's talking about here is Trey Turner. It is. I love the three color patches, but they're yeah. when you go to buy them, there's so much. Like people yeah. want. They, it's almost like they add another 10 bucks onto the yeah, value.
4: Yeah, a premium to them. Um,
1: so, this is a 33 of 49 in the world. It is a very nice signature. I like it. If he was my doctor, I'd trust him. That's yeah. a Nice little doctor signature. But yeah, Trey Turner, rookie card. The patch is three color, and the autograph is there, and there's 49 in the world. And Trey Turner played for that team that you know called the Syracuse Chiefs, who used to be the AAA farm team of the Nationals. And now they are the AAA team of the New York Mets and the New York Mets it's a little bit different here now the New York Mets own this yeah. franchise so it's a different feel there's there's not a local ownership this is you know it used to be that it was it was owned by the Simone family then it went to you know another group that had them in and the Samoral family and now the Mets have taken over AAA in Syracuse but before they did that Trey Turner played for the Nationals and the Syracuse, well, place for the Nationals now played for the Syracuse Chiefs, Chiefs, and this is a triple color patch, little tri-color patch, little autograph rookie of Trey Turner, and like and like John said, it's an RPA instead of the RPI, which in the NCAA selection committee only matters half the time, depending on who, what team you are. So, what does it say on the back here? And I like all this. It says the enclosed autograph and material are guaranteed by Panini. What that essentially means is, if they find it to be a fake, or they find that you know it was a was a uh, Dak Prescott type <laughs> auto type auto pen that was doing this, that you know they kind of they owe you a new one. So to
4: yeah. speak. and it's definitely bad publicity that they don't they don't want.
1: Yeah, and what is it about the NFC East? Dak That's Prescott, it. Eli Manning, yeah. what's going on over here? If I find out Nick Foles is doing this, because Foles Foles is a good guy, yeah. as far as I know, he comes across like a Good hometown boy. So if Nick Foles starts auto penning things, I'm gonna have some issues. Well, and, Nick I mean, Nick you know,
4: Foles is not as, as much in demand as a, a Dak Prescott. That's true. Because right? I
1: have a Nick Foles rookie card, and I feel like why would yeah. nobody want this card? They want the Carson Wentz one, which I have rookie Carson Wentz, but but this is this is some Trey Turner love. I love that's the thing. Even if it's not my favorite team, yeah, I love the tricolor like Nolan Ryan. They have ones that look like old, like the old uh, lollipops yeah, for yeah. the Astros, and it's got it, like the red and the yellow. If it, it's just red or orange, I don't want
4: it. Yeah, the creams are cool uniform. Yeah,
1: I love those. So they're so cool. And the Arizona Diamondbacks, I want one that has like part yeah. of the snake. And and in cool some of these the patch
4: cards like this, you can actually tell what what it's from, whether it be a, a logo patch, a nameplate. This one, to me, looks like part of the number.
1: Yeah, and the crazy thing about yeah, because the way that it's it, yeah. it comes down and it and yeah. it curves here with the point, but the thing is, you can see the stitching. Yeah, it's so cool. My grandmother, yeah, she, if they did this like not on Drew, but on anything, my yeah. grandmother was a seamstress. <laughs> like she did so many different she, things.
4: She maybe she could have made some some fake ones.
1: She would have. Yeah <laughs> she she would have she would have made some awesome money on this thing. So shout out to G Mama in heaven. You know, it's like, Grandma, when you come back and I come back and, you know, our spirits come back to this earth maybe someday, what we're going to do is we're going to work on these and we're going to take a commission. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to keep all the Babe roots, the Nolan Ryans, and the Jackie Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> but look at that. Trey Turner. I love that. And that's the thing, though. It's like I'm not a Nationals fan, but this yeah, is such a cool a, looking.
4: Yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give that back to you
4: and the last one uh, as far as baseball goes I saw this on your on This your, another uh, guy media. That, that that came through uh Syracuse not here very long I actually went to his first game here me and Jordan Yeah. both uh, Went to his first game. I believe he doubled his first at bat. Too. Is he that good? I don't know if he's that
1: good. I don't know if people yeah. like
4: him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm he's kidding, a great though. he's a great player. Yeah. You know, he's, he's definitely brash. He's he's got some swag, as they say. Yeah. Um. This is one of his is this is a rookie card of his, and um, this is a refractor besides being a rookie. And and the also the other thing about this card. This was um this is graded by PSA which we talked a little bit about yeah, the last they, time they I was here. Yeah, things. where you send the card in um and they they uh, will will look at it under you know lighting and, and magnification and then assign it a grade, slab it and then send it back to you. Yeah. Um this card I didn't personally have graded. I bought it already graded. Yeah. Um I actually just got a submission to Beckett graded back where i did very well with 26 cards um i sent in and i've i've graded cards probably now for 10 15 years since beckett really started grading yeah. and early on i wish i knew early on what i know now it's one of those deals because um, i sent some stuff in on those early submissions that what knowing what i do now i probably would have never sent them yeah um you know, so this is a, a, a graded uh, Bryce Harper, Bowman Chrome Prospects uh, refractor rookie, which got a 9 out of 10 from some PSA.
1: Yeah, which is pretty awesome.
4: And yeah, it's a nice card right now. He's, he's in his contract year, playing really well, um, you know, hitting home runs every other day. So uh, he's going to get paid, probably not in Washington. You know, let the debate begin where he winds up. I've heard... The Cubs, I've heard the Yankees, which I hope not. Yeah, uh,
1: if he goes to the Yankees and having Judge and oh my god, yeah, Harper I don't know
4: answering. how they'll be paying some serious uh, luxury tax penalties. Yeah. Well, um, they don't really care about paying no, taxes or think penalties so. or anything. I think the Steinbrenner's have it, but yeah. you know. Um, you know, I I even being a Mets fan, it'd be nice to actually. I would love him to come to New York, but he already says he hates the Mets. But sometimes money money makes you forget that. Yeah. Um, well,
1: if if he came to the Mets as opposed to the Yankees, this would be historically in all the years of baseball one of the biggest slaps in the faces to the Yankees, yeah, yeah. and the Mets would would get a get a win here i mean the mets aren't doing bad right now no, they're,
4: they're actually well they're a little bit struggling this week but overall they're, they're doing pretty well mickey yeah, calloway not that far behind mickey callaway has got him got him playing better than than you know previous years um yeah we'll there's see. a team
1: called the diamondbacks doing okay too yeah,
4: yeah the Wilpons don't like to pay people so i don't look for harper Harper Mets jerseys in the in the Mets Pro Shop any any anytime yeah. soon. But if I had a guy he,
1: like like Bryce Harper, I think I would be uh, I would be willing to look at what the payment would be.
4: Yeah, he's I, I I foresee him probably being the highest, being the next highest paid player in in the game. I think. Yeah. I think he knows it. You know, it's just a matter where who's going to pay it and right. where, where he winds up. so well, it's a
1: good it's a good place to be in for him. But yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting here. How I mean, any time a player gets really, really good, and then they come up to the end of their contract, everybody says, "Well, they'll be a Yankee now or a Yankee later." Yeah. And it would be, it would be nice for baseball to see him go somewhere else, but for the Yankee fans, the rich get richer. So this is a mint. It is graded number nine. It is a Bowman Chrome. I always liked Chrome. And we don't have this anymore for football, but Bowman Chrome. It is a refractor, a Bryce Harper autograph i believe this is on card correct yeah no this, actually
4: this is a, a facsimile autograph facsimile so autograph. the autograph's not not real so okay, it's just so a it's rookie a card yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so just a rookie card here yeah because you see on the back that that doesn't yeah. say that it's it's funny because
4: i remember it. when these first came out there's a lot of people that that thought it was a real autograph yeah and were buying them as such and it's also one of those cards that if it's on an auction site like ebay somebody unsuspecting might be feeling like they they're buying a genuine autograph yet yet they are not so, right and how and how do they do that there because is a version of this card yeah that but if is somebody's actually
1: lying on ebay how do you how do you say um, from looking at the picture this this from looking at it right in front of my face it looks like an autograph
4: yeah and there is a version of this card that is signed uh genuinely that's over a thousand dollars of this card is this particular card's about one hundred ten dollars on because yeah. it's not signed. Um,
1: so how can you tell the difference when you're on eBay? Well, or if, on a if
4: the auctioneer, if the person that's listing it doesn't aver- doesn't list it as signed or genuine autograph, then they're really not in trouble.
1: Right. If
4: they list the auction as autograph, As an auto card. Yeah, and then the person buys it and it's not, then then they can they have a case to to re re. Uh, Refund them, get their money refunded.
1: Yeah, but this is—I mean, this is still—it's a—it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mid-year. It's number nine, and it's a Bryce Harper rookie refractor. Yeah,
4: what I love this card, and 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 Tops does this, this with before. their Bowman product. They made this autograph look so so genuine, even though it's a facsimile. That what tends to happen is someone might list this card on eBay, and someone who's not familiar with cards, let's say. You know, a kid tells his mom or dad, I, I want a Bryce Harper rookie. Right. And then that mom or dad well, goes on. Well, it's easy on, to make a mistake. Yeah. I mean, I'm
1: looking at it right in front of my eye, and this yeah. looks like it could have been there. And that
4: mom just goes on eBay, and in the search uh, field types in Bryce Harper rookie. This card will pop up, let's say, and they're like, ooh, you know, it's signed too and they purchase thinking that it may have an autograph on it when it's just a fake. Yeah, so I've been I mean, collecting since I was a kid. So it may not it even is, yeah. Easy to make it may mistake. not even be the case where the seller is, is posing it as that, yeah. it may be where the buyer mistakenly assumes that, that it is.
1: Well, I'm going to I'm going to show some people some stuff that we have here. I'm going to flip to basketball before we get to football really quick. I'm going to do this because I feel the need to do this. So I have I was a big Damon Sotomayor fan. I'm still a big Damon Sotomayor fan. You can see him right over my shoulder here. This actually hung up in my bedroom as a child. My Damon Sotomayor's rookie card and all that good stuff. And so I had that there from my parents. So I believe I had this card and I traded it away. And I'm big about you know the the connection to some of these in my in my private collection. That I don't care if it's worth 75 cents, but when I lose a card, when I trade a card away or something like that, or maybe the card gets messed up, this is one that I believe I traded away. And I just really wanted it back, new edition. So this is Top's gallery. gallery. And these cards were, I mean, the cards that were made for basketball when I was a kid I like a lot more than the ones now.
4: Yeah. Now, the Topps Gallery product, they make, obviously, baseball. They did football when they were licensed. Yeah. The, the I love the Gallery product. They're—they're There's they're glo- they're glossy cards. And they're because thicker. of their gallery, up they're thicker, and they're usually close-up headshots where you, you kind of see the person more up close. Yeah, and this you, looks like an
1: Olin Mills picture of Damon yeah. Stoudemire. <laughs> looks like yeah. you took it at J.C. Penney's, and I love it.
4: <laughs> and so a lot of people like the gallery cards because they're they're more of a less in action and more of a, a personable where you get to see the player.
1: Yeah. And then this one is one that I got. This is a this is a Damon Stoudemire card. And it's a uh, Premier Prospects. This is one of my favorite cards that I owned because it actually looks like there's like grooves in it and whatnot. And so you could see it. I got another one of these because the one that I had with the Damon Stoudemire cards, I constantly was taking them in and out of the plastic because I love Damon Stoudemire. and I and I he's my you know he's my favorite player in, in history. And I'm a big Steph Curry fan now, but I you know I'm a big Damon Stoudemire fan historically ever since you know him coming from Arizona to the Raptors so this was a case where I have this card I saw this card online for like 75 cents and I bought it because I had played with my card so much that I had messed up you know the edges Mm -hmm. and the cards there's little white marks so I looked for a good quality card of Damon Stoudemire so that I could put this in my collection as one yeah,
4: that's untouched. That's an SP Premier. Yep. And what's cool about that card, uh, if you flip it over, it's it's got a foil back, too. Yep. Which you don't see too much anymore. Just because Not a refractor, of the just, a, just a little mirror-looking thing. Yeah, it's I'll, a foil back. And you don't see these made too much anymore just because they just cost the companies more money to produce them.
1: Yeah, these this is Upper Deck. So there you go. Damon Sotomayor, or as my grandmother called him, Damon Studebaker. But this is Damon. <laughs> So, I mean, these are, these are like private collection stuff that I just really, I wanted. And like I said, it's like 75 cents of of my money, but it means something to me. I'm trying to see if I have, now I will, uh, I will show this to some SU fans before we get off of basketball and and move into some other things. And I have another baseball one to show before we hop into football, but I wanted one of these because A, I know them personally. And I spoke with him coming into SU. I spoke with him in his time at SU. I have stood up for him with people being crazy about this gentleman on social media. This is an autograph on card. No sticker. Yeah. It is a refractor, and it is a rated rookie. And I really like the Optic, the Donruss Optic rated rookie. Yeah. Whether it's baseball, football, basketball, I like him. So this is... An autograph refractor rated rookie of Tyler Lydon with the Denver Nuggets with his autograph on card. As you see, folks, as I go back and forth, there's no sticker. And what you'll see with the sticker cards is essentially there'll be like a piece here that's on that white. And his autograph is on the sticker and then they stick it to whatever cards. So he signs a bunch of these and then they stick it on all the cards they want to. This is one where he actually held the card in his hand and signed it, or he had to, yeah. in some way, interact with the card with with this blue marker. So this is one that was held in the hand of Tyler Lydon, and I just wanted it for my collection because I'm a fan of the man, and, and he was always good to me, and I appreciate him. And I value him, and and I value what he did for Syracuse, and I value him making three pointers with one shoe on. So, this is this is a Tyler Lydon rated rookie refractor autograph on card, and I think this card cost me like five bucks. Yeah. Why? Because he got hurt this year. Yeah. So this this rated rookie card, and I guess he got hurt in his rookie campaign. So according to Ben Simmons, Tyler Lydon's going to be a rookie next year. Mm. But you know, if you look at this, I mean, all this man has to do is come in and. You know, average like ten points, do some cool things. These things will hike up to $20, 30 bucks, and I got it at like five dollars and fifty cents because I bought it in a year where he got hurt.
4: Yeah, and some sometimes so that's just a smart thing to do. If someone goes down with an injury, especially before they've done anything, and you feel strongly that they're you know post injury they're they're going to be a good player, yeah. that that would be a time to, to, to buy low. And
1: the other one that I have, and and I was, you know, everybody that knows me knows, I was born on October 21st, so the, the statement Mr. October means something to me because I, you know, I get to be a Mr. October on the 21st. So I have a inscribed Reggie Jackson, and you know Reggie Jackson is one of the Yankee greats and a great in baseball in general. It's called Names of the Game. This looks worn a little bit here. It is a piece of his... Now, I have jersey cards. This is an actual piece of his pinstripe pants. And the and depending on what card you get, because they cut them all a certain way, some of them are just white. Yeah. Some of them are angled, where you barely see the blue stripe. But this is a Yankee pinstripe piece of authentic game-worn pants by Reggie Jackson, a.k.a. Mr. October. And this is in my collection.
4: And... And the last time I was here, you know, my connection to Reggie, he was one of the first big names of the first pack I ever opened and probably the reason I'm I still involved in, in cards today. is Reggie Jackson. Yeah. so I'm not a Reggie fan, per se. Like, I don't collect all this stuff. But getting that, you know, back when I was seven years old, Reggie was was baseball, you know, like you said, Mr. October. Yeah. I lived in New York City. Um. So pulling that that Reggie out of the first pack really reeled me in and, and got me into cards.
1: And the cool thing about this is this actually says on the back: this certificate expressly warrants the authenticity of the game uh, game piece or, or the piece of game worn pants on the front of this card, and it is signed by the senior VP of Flair Skybox with the actual signature of the senior. VP so it's not just saying panini says this is authenticated this is the senior VP putting his name on it saying I Lloyd am telling you that this is a real piece Lloyd Lloyd Pollock so there's Mr October
4: and in some of these Game cases this pants. I know too Dan in some of these cases the player itself will deliver their some of their uniforms to the card facility themselves so yeah. it just may be a case where that that is which is why you it's written you know, as as such on the back
1: now can i can i ask normally these you know when you get game worn something that's numbered these are not numbered
4: yeah that means there's probably thousands of them potentially or they just maybe not even a thousand of them maybe there's less than a thousand they just for whatever their reasoning they just didn't number them
1: because you see this one of the game-worn pants by Reggie Jackson, and the, that is not numbered. However, the Hank Aaron one that I showed you, a piece of his bat before, there's 200 in the world.
4: Yep. Yep. I
1: it's... love this card. Like, literally, after you left, I was like, I need to have a bat card. Yeah. And I went and found a bat mm-hmm. card. And you were on vacation, so I didn't want to bother you. Yeah, but right. I'm going to have to buy bat cards from you now. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, once again, my Hank Aaron bat card.
4: Yep. And, uh, and
1: the bat looks so nice. It looks like fresh you, cut wood. Uh,
4: you look at that card, and you you wonder, what did what did that bat where that
1: that cut is from
4: do? You know what kind of signet did it hit a home oh, run? It's like, if it's did it, a bogey, it did something good. I would have, I would assume so. Yes.
1: So we're gonna get into football now, and how rookies are treated. Uh, you know, right now it's it's a hot time to sell rookies. It's a hot time to buy rookies. And it's it's exciting because you kind of some rookies are going to be overpriced. Your Josh Allen's, your Josh Rosen's, your your Baker Mayfields, your uh, I'm trying to think who Sam Darnolds. Uh, you know your Saquon Barkleys and whatnot. They're going to be overpriced. Mm-hmm. But if they do really well, it's going to only go up. If they bomb, well you're taking you're taking a bet on this. But if you're a seller, it doesn't really matter who you have as a rookie. Somebody's yeah. going to want them. I have undrafted rookies that people bought from me that are signed. I have seventh round picks, picks that are all up in this. But as you can see, I got one of these here. What are you going to say?
4: No, I was just going to say with football, baseball, with with draft picks, the early round picks tend to be the ones that hit. Yeah. Football, you you can have a six rounder for the first guy that I'm a Steeler guy. Antonio Brown's a six-round pick, and to me, he's the best receiver in the game. And then you look yeah. at how many first-round guys never amount to much in their career. So football's kind of a riskier sport to pros- what we, we term as prospecting in. Right. Because as you just stated, you, you can spend hundreds of dollars, let's say, on a Josh Rosen autograph rookie, and if his career doesn't pan out, that you'll see that years later for five ten bucks in a bargain bin. Right. Somewhere. So
1: I rolled the dice on on this guy. I think I spent six bucks, six fifty on it. Mike Hughes. Now I cover the American Athletic and the ACC very heavily, as you all know, from the teleconferences to going on sites to their media days to during the season, and you know Mike Hughes is somebody I got to see with his teammates Central Florida play. This is a sticker. So it's not an on card, it's on the sticker, and then the sticker put on the card. But this is from Panini, Mike Hughes, and a corner here, high draft pick. And you know, his cards are anywhere from six bucks to five bucks to a dollar to twenty bucks, whatever it may be. But he's one of the guys, he's a defensive player. Yeah. So I buy it for six. He might be six even if he plays well. Yeah. Why are defensive players so disrespected? Like a, like a Mike Hughes, to say, okay, if he has a phenomenal season, right, let's say he gets six interceptions, let's say, you know, he has, I don't know, 60 tackles, and let's say that his team goes to the playoffs, Josh Rosen could win seven games with Arizona, and his is going to be higher than this. Why are Why are the defensive players so disrespected?
4: Uh, I th- I think the the obvious reason is, you know, everyone's in love with the, the swagger, the touchdowns, and yeah. defenders, you know, sacks, interceptions, while those win ball games, it's, you know, everyone wants to score touchdowns. Everyone wants to be, you know, when you're that kid in your, your, your backyard playing, yeah. you know, you throw that ball up to yourself to catch a, a touchdown in the end zone. No one ever, you know, uh, dives and pretends they're sacking the quarterback to end the game and, and win it that way. So I think it's just uh, sexier to for offensive players to, to score touchdowns, yeah. be a quarterback. You know, um, you know, uh, I I don't I don't necessarily agree with it. I think you know I'm a I'm a guy that coached defensive uh, side of the ball in high school. So yeah. I know how important defense is. You look at a guy like Joey Bosa, Luke Kuechly. These guys are, are franchise type defensive ball players, but yet their cards pale in comparisons to offensive counterparts on their same team. That in in real life get paid less and maybe are less valuable to the team, but on the cardboard uh, aspect, it's the opposite. Yeah, um, and I think it's just. People people fall in love with the, the touchdown makers yeah. rather than the difference makers on the that, other side the of flashy. the ball. That's flashing. Yeah.
1: So I want to show everybody, these are the Panini contenders. I'm, I'm a fan of Panini contenders. These are, as you can see, for anybody, you know, speaking with Harold Landry earlier on in today's show, he's a titan. Who are these? These are the Jaguars. These are the Jaguars' first round pick, second round pick, and third round round pick. Now, this card, speaking of defensive players getting disrespected, Taven Bryan out of Florida, he makes eight. But Dante Fowler, they didn't pick up his option, so we'll see on Dante Fowler. But right now, eight players, the the stacked defensive line of the best defense arguably in the country in the NFL of 32 teams. Taven Bryan, this autograph card, and this is a sticker on there so it's it's not on card it's a sticker from panini contenders Taven bryan drafted first round by the jacksonville jaguars this card cost me about two dollars yep. okay yep. in comparison dj chark on card signature as you can see he actually signed over the dotted line with the d Yep. This is an on-card signature by DJ Chark. So a little difference here. I think you can, I think you can see here. The, you can see the sticker where you see the line and then the other line. Here there are no lines because it's an on-card signature. DJ Chark. So first round, Taven Bryan, right? First round, 2 bucks. DJ Chark, bidding war, $21.75 for DJ Chark. The second round pick by the Jaguars. Offensive player. Third round steal. I said the Jaguars needed a safety because they got AJ Boye at corner on one side. They got Jalen Ramsey at corner on the other side. We know that Barry Church isn't going to play football forever. This is a sticker on 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 the card, so not a strictly on card one. Ronnie Harrison from Alabama, third round draft pick. A lot of people calling this a potential steal for the Jaguars. A steal. I thought it was going to be a stealer. Is everything I there read? There you go. You were hoping he would be yeah, a stealer. Everything
4: so. I read said that if he was there at twenty eight, they were taking him and he was and they didn't take him. So
1: So how about this? Let's 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 go here. I'm gonna go left to right, so I gotta go opposite. So these are your Jacksonville Jaguars first, second, and third round picks. We have Taven Bryant, which I got this autograph for about two bucks. The on card, which is gonna make a little bit more, but DJ Chark went for 21. And then Ronnie Harrison, one of the steals of the draft potentially. And I think one of my upcoming favorite players could be Ronnie Harrison from Alabama sticker signature here. And I think this cost me like five. Yeah, this was five bucks. So just the crazy change of this. And then this was almost Mr. Irrelevant from the last year's draft. He was second to last and he's on the roster for the team. Cleveland Browns, Matt Days. This is a sticker on the card. But the card has extra thickness, almost like it's a jersey card. There's only 49 in the world. This is number 48, Matt Days from NC State. And this was like, I think this cost me 2 bucks because it's a late draft pick. But I'm telling you right now, folks, this guy's either going to make the Browns or some other team a nice backfield with some help if he gets an opportunity that he deserves.
4: It's funny about Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, this year's Mr. Irrelevance, uh, Trey Quinn, <laughs> who I don't think is irrelevant and, at all. Yeah, and I actually pulled an autograph of him the other day, so oh. I got a Mr. Irrelevant autograph. He didn't I'm have to call He you didn't sign. That. He didn't sign it as Mr. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm gonna have to call you on that one because I'm a Trey Quinn fan. But this is another autograph. This is Mike Hart, who obviously came from Onondaga County and did not play for Syracuse. Played for Michigan. This is a sticker on the card, but this is an old card, folks. You see the shininess of it. This, I like the old cards for instead of just saying this is certified by Panini, this has like a paragraph that this is a real autograph. It says, Congratulations, you have received a trading card that includes the autograph of Mike Hart. This autograph was signed in the presence of a company representative or sent from and certified as to its authenticity by Mike Hart. Enjoy your autograph card. The Upper Deck Company, Richard P. McWilliam, puts his name on it like the other guy did.
4: I'll give you a little backstory here. It's kind of dark, right? Okay. There was a, a period in the 90s where Upper Deck got in trouble for saying stuff was uh, genuine like game used. Yeah. And it wasn't. They got caught and the gentleman that you, you talked about there, Richard McWilliam, who was the head of Upper Deck at the time, took a lot of heat. Yeah. and uh, a lot of pressure there was some other stuff going on too if you read the upper deck history at that time yeah and uh the company's stock was dropping they wanted him to step down he was kind of refusing and he wound up uh, not to not to get on a morbid uh tangent but uh mr McWilliam wound up committing suicide um from right. all the pressure so um it hurt upper deck it's it's. The reason of so all that going on, and, and now it's why they don't have licenses today because the, the the baseball and football said we're not after this, we're not going to grant you licenses. So Upper Deck now does uh, hockey, and they do what's kind of Panini does with baseball. They do stuff without logos.
1: Yeah. So and he's on the back of this now. Yeah. Which is I mean it's crazy because I didn't know that story, but that is yeah, yeah. you so know a little
4: little bit of. Of, baseball, a of, history, of and now it's of uh, like, sport card CEO demise, you know, right? Pretty dark, pretty dark stuff, but true, you know.
1: My last one to show you, as of right now, before we we go to John's collection of Newman sports cards here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, is that uh, another guy that I covered. This is a rookie card. This is this is an RPA rookie patch auto. So this is a rookie card with a signature, not on card, but on the sticker, because it goes over his jersey, and then uh, a pretty nice piece of his home jersey. This is Ryan Nassib's rookie card coming out of Syracuse, playing for the Giants under Tom Coughlin at the time. He ha- and So we have the blue patch, we have his autograph, and it's a rookie card, numbered at 299 in the world. There is Ryan Nassib for all of you Syracuse fans that miss seeing the man who can do some great things, has an arm, can run when he needs to.
4: I like like Ryan. I thought he was going to – I don't know if he's gotten a fair shot or not, but I thought he was going to have a shot maybe to to be successful at at the next level.
1: I think he should have a shot in the NFL. If not, go to the AAF and and go make people really upset that they didn't pick you up. I mean, if I'm Tim Tebow, I'd go to the AAF, but –
4: well, the t bow I mean, he could have been a, a, probably an all-pro tight end, but he just didn't want to change positions. So
1: Yeah, well, Ryan Asim's got the arm. And I love there was a representative from the Arizona Cardinals that came to see Ryan play in the Dome, and I was talking to the guy. And he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, you know, he's like, well, obviously the man can't run. And I looked at him, and I was like, no offense because we're strangers, but have you watched him play? And of course he left at halftime and Ryan needs seven yards. He gets nine. Ryan needs seven. He gets seven. Ryan needs seven. He gets eight. But he is more than capable of running for the first down and not your traditional pocket passer. He also knows how to deal with a no huddle offense and a hurry up. And he's, you know, I mean, I wanted this card because I wanted it. And if somebody wants it someday, I'm willing to let go of it. But I just respect Ryan. And I really, really hope that this man is going to get an yeah. opportunity. I would love the Broncos to say, "Go behind Case Keenum and learn a little bit here." Yeah,
4: I give think, him a shot. I'm a season ticket holder for SU football, so I I, I'd love to I, see him I, play. I I watched him play all the time. I, like I said, I thought he was going to, you know, I don't think he's actually been given really a, a fair shake. Yeah. Um. So it'd be nice. Maybe he can wind up somewhere. You know, even if it's a, obviously as a backup, but where we might get to see the field or they they'll recognize how talented he actually is
1: yeah absolutely we're going to continue here on wake up call with dan Tortora with john newman of newman sports cards myself dan Tortora with your collection john so we're going to get into some cards and john brought i never know what john's bringing and he doesn't know what i have so when you see it here live on video and you're listening on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt when you see it and hear it for the first time we are too outside of the jackie robinson that i knew was coming we don't know each other's collection. So John and I happen to have the same cards that are coming up here, but they're cool. There's a base card in the 2018 elite rookie side of things for for the NFL. There's a base and there's a variation, and I happen to own the same ones that John has, so let's take a look at them. Okay, I'll
4: hand them right to you. This is out of the uh, new Palini, uh, Panini elite uh college draft pick so these are all the guys that were obviously in the draft um the one thing i like about these is um if you can find it like you were saying people are going to the stores and just buying these up and clearing the shelves out yeah but i had to
1: wait over a week and then uh, and then i went and bought a bunch at target because target was the only one in central new york that had the the 20 card packs not the normal packs and which you pretty much get an autograph in every one of them. Yeah,
4: and the other nice thing about these as well is pretty much per pack you're getting at least one, if not more than one, of of, of a lot of these first round big name guys, the oh, Barclays, yeah. Rosen, Allen's, Mayfields, uh, those type guys. So yeah. um and the and the cards are sharp looking in in, in my opinion. So as these well.
1: are these are the base variations of Saquon Barkley, which I have. Josh Rosen, which I also have here. John and I have these. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills fans. And then I just pulled the Baker Mayfield one. And I'm trying to think, do I have the Darnold? I don't have the Darnold. But I pulled, like, Derwin James and Saquon Barkley, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. Just got the Baker Mayfield. The crazy thing about it is a lot of these packs, what they do is – It's if you they have the packs that are like dedicated to a player. I feel like so at least the ones I open because I had the Josh Allen where I pulled the Josh Allen variation, which is this, the other Josh Allen where he's throwing the ball and pointing with, with a white jersey on, and then I got an insert of Josh Allen. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of these where you get like the Baker Mayfield at the top of the deck, and then you get your autograph, and you're flipping through, and you get the other variation. So. I have a lot of packs that I open where I got the cards and the variation of multiple players Yeah. where they're dedicating to the one. So it's not like I got Saquon, opened three more packs and got the other one. Sometimes that happens, but I've been able to get some really cool packs where I'm getting the variation and the base in the same pack. And I got used to it, like with Allen and Rosen, especially, and then with Saquon and, and, and I'm selling these. I'm getting rid of some of these and, and John's obviously got these as well to give you the variations. And just so you know, folks, we're looking at two potential franchise quarterbacks. And we are obviously looking at potentially the greatest 2018 draft pick right here. We're looking at a guy that could make his hay for the next eight to 10 years in the NFL. Yeah, I, I'm a Barkley.
4: I'm a Steeler fan, but Rookie I think Carter. I'm a I'm a Barkley believer. I think he's he's the next run big running back.
1: Yeah, I, I like I like Saquon Barkley. I'm a I am a fan of Saquon for sure. So what else do we have here? What else we got going? Um,
4: on? this is the other product. Um, that's uh, so the
1: elite, which I bought a lot of contenders. I the, haven't bought
4: same company, Panini again. This is the contenders. This is a little more of a, a pricier product. Did uh, you buy? These ones? Yeah. You the, okay. Yeah. This. These so. are out of packs. These are packs I opened, right. where I where I got the autos.
1: Yeah. See, mine were bought individually of these. I have not opened a Panini Contender from this year, but I bought actual boxes. Yeah. Last year of the Panini Contenders. Yep. Yeah.
4: So these are these are these are sharp too. Panini, you know, love them or hate them. Panini does make some some really nice looking products. These are contenders, which are a little more higher. Higher price, but similar yeah. players are all this are similar. And the one thing about we're finding with these contenders is is kind of what we talked about earlier is a lot of times when these bigger names um they'll put it they'll put in these fifth and sixth round guys as autographs in there yeah and when you pull them you're like oh that kind of stinks I was hoping to get so and so but I don't feel it, that way it, now yeah but some I... people do. And it's funny because I've I've opened a lot of these products for years, and you get a fifth or sixth round guy. You put them in. I'll put them in my box, five or six bucks yes. on it. No one buys them. In a year or two, they, they bust out, and then you go back in that box and like I gotta reprice this because this guy is now. Yeah, I mean, for everybody that got pro. the
1: 6th round conditional pick, Tom Brady's autograph, yeah. I know, hope you An- held on An- to Antonio it.
4: Antonio Browns, and there's there's a lot of stories like that. Terrell and, Davis. Yeah, so. A lot of guys. And sometimes, you know, I, I wonder, it might be a 50-50 proposition that the superstars come from the later rounds. As Well, the, I mean, this
1: year's 7th round, and for goodness sakes, there's numerous, there's like 4 to 5 guys in the 7th round, at the bottom of the 7th round. That I'm gonna watch this yeah, year. Yeah. So I think they're gonna make their teams. It's and, the Trey and, Quins and and, yeah. and so on and so and forth. Football is
4: football's is different than baseball because you don't get four years to hone your skills in the minor league system. You're right. You're thrown right into the fire, and you have maybe two, three, three years is a is a luxury. And if you don't get it done, you're as you were, were saying, you have to find a, a lower league that that exists or you you're on your your life's work, whatever it might be a regular right. job.
1: But I think I think uh, you know and, and like I said on the show earlier this week, it, it could be that I'm just paying more attention to the draft that I'm paying more attention than I did my first ever mock draft this year. But when I'm pulling these rookies, and I, I'm seeing it from stuff that I've sold, you know through through Dan Tortora broadcast media. I mean, I'm looking at the stuff that I've sold. I mean Matthew Thomas, I, for some reason, I've been pulling Florida State Seminole rookie cards, like a bunch of them. And Matt Thomas, I sold his. I actually had it at a price. I raised the price. I thought it was too low. And I sold it almost immediately after that. You know, uh, Chukwuma, Okorafor out of Western Michigan, I sold his. You know, some of these guys that have gone, uh, Dorian O'Daniel from Clemson. Austin Prohl was the first card that I sold, and he was the second-to-last pick. He was the Matt Days of this year. Ricky Prohl's son who spent a lot of time in the NFL played for the Rams as a receiver Austin Prol out of North Carolina I sold that card almost immediately from when I had put it out there and I mean that's that's the thing is the cards that I've put out to sell are the ones we're talking about they're the they're the guys that slipped to the third round the fourth round the sixth round the seventh round. And people really, right now, they want these guys. Yeah, they want the they, autograph.
4: Well, that that and they're they're cheap enough where if, even if they don't make it, they don't lose. You right. Know, you know, if I'm spending three
1: ninety nine on a card, you're to, not gonna cry yeah.
4: about it if if they don't really amount. Their career doesn't amount to much. So right. One of the guys, you know, and and I'm you know I know my stuff, or, or if if you will, but what's in, in football. Some of these late-round picks, I'm going to be honest, I don't know everybody. So yeah. one of the guys here that I put an autograph of is a Chase Edmonds. And when I did a little research on him, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, he's a running back from Fordham. Right. And you know, when you think Fordham, you don't think, you know, football hotbed, okay? Right. And so I did. I never heard of him, and I did a little research on him. He was, he was picked, I believe, in the third round by the Arizona Cardinals. And he's been compared to the guy he's probably going to back up, which is David Johnson. Uh, And they they compare him measurables. He's, He's a receiving backfield. And he's actually highly rated. Yet here's a guy who, here I'm a football fan. I'm in the card industry. And I couldn't tell you who he was. And this guy is one injury away, potentially, from being a household name and a potential all-pro. And if he was player. on
1: the team last year, he would have had plenty of playing time yep. with David Johnson. Yep.
4: There around. he is, 134 on, on the screen there. Yep, so oh. he was
1: drafted. Chase Edmonds, running back out of Fordham, drafted 134 to the Cardinals and uh fourth-round draft pick. Fourth round, yep. And so we have his card here that we can yep. we can show you. So, yeah, out of out of Fordham, folks, out of Fordham chase edmonds and a, a nice little c and scribbles there's there's a first and last name somewhere in there <laughs> but Chase edmonds I, I i don't know what happened I, I gotta ask a question too to to my boy tyler lyden that's you know <laughs> he's t h l or t scribble l i mean you, you look at these you look at these two cards here and this is tyler lyden which also looks like th with a little squiggle and then we have, you know, C.O. Oh. So, I, I love Chukwuma Akorafor. I love his. Because his is like Chukwuma, and then there's like no last name. Yeah. But some,
4: some of these guys, the problem is they're, they're signing thousands of these yeah. at a time. And they're just, they're getting tired, and they're just trying to well, get gotta, them done. I
1: gotta, I gotta, I, you know what, I might have to... Like, jump out of the studio here into the office, run and get it and bring it back. Because I have one where the guy, like, literally wrote it out to make sure you could read it. Some of them will put,
4: um, you know, Bible verses uh, on there as well, which is kind of cool. Um, The worst autograph, I don't have it. But if anyone wants to Google it or eBay it, it's Andres Jimenez of the Mets Prospect. Yeah. His autograph is brutal. I don't even, calling it an autograph might be an overstatement. It's, it looks just like a bunch of squiggly. <laughs> well,
1: I remember when I asked Eton Thomas, was it Eton? No, it wasn't Eton. When I asked, I forget the name of the guy. I was, um, I know that I know the name. It'll come to me. But when I asked him to sign it, he had come to my school and he was reading us in the library and when I asked him to sign, his name wasn't Eton because uh, I like I like Eton Thomas, and and I know that you know he wouldn't sign like this. This guy literally wrote his name in like yeah. third like like third grade block letter, mm-hmm. like it looked like a child's writing. And I looked at it, I was like, no one's gonna believe that this is a signature. Yeah. They're gonna think I wrote it. But it, this is Takeray Scales yeah. from and, Indiana,
4: and he was undrafted, but he did sign after the draft with the LA Rams. So you and never know, you, never you know, know he's, 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 he's probably on the outside looking in. Right, but he's a linebacker. But, you know, you hear stories about these guys all the time that just come out of nowhere, so.
1: And then this is Rasheem Green. These are the ones that I have a lot of. I have a yeah. ton of these elite these, draft picks. Yeah, these cards. are
4: generally, if you get the jumbo packs, like Dan was saying, You're that, gonna get at least there's one for, they're not one per pack, but if you buy three, you're almost going to get at least two autographs.
1: Yeah, and the funny uh, thing about it is I've bought, I think, like eight or ten packs of it, of the Jumbo, and I've gotten an autograph in every single one except for one. One, yeah. I bought so,
4: six, and I, I got five. So I, I don't want to say they're guaranteed every pack, but just about. And right. this, this gentleman here, Rasheem Green, uh, was picked by the, the Seattle Seahawks um, in the third round. Right. Uh, so Pete Carroll went back to his uh, – college team yep. and plucked them and if if you follow football seattle's kind of in rebuild mode so this 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 guy probably has a shot to see the field and maybe uh make see and I, I sold happen. my chukwuma. where i could and the thing is right
1: after i sold it i said to my wife i go why did i put that out there to be sold she goes well, why'd you do it? Like, if you want. And I was like, I just like his signature. Because yeah. it was like Chook Wuma, and it was the whole sticker that he used. There's no Acora for. It's yeah. just Chook Wuma, and I was just. There like, are Man, some. I, it's funny. There are
4: that. some guys that just signed their first name, and then their last name kind of just disappears. Uh, so,
1: but it's, it is. It's pretty cool. And, and that's the, I love the Elite, and I, I buy so many of the Elites. I mean, those are the ones that. That I've hung my hat on so far. The paninis. I haven't seen that you could buy the packs in a lot of places right now.
4: Yeah, the the contenders are
1: waiting. On, normally, those are out by
4: now. Yeah, the contenders a are a little harder to find than the elite. Yeah. Um. um but they're they're out there if you do a little search and you can you can get do it. a little
1: do a little research of yeah. that. But with that being said, any final notes, John, on with a few minutes left. Any final notes on on the sports card climate right now? I mean. We know that Josh Allen, I mean, if I could say this really quick here, if you're looking on online on like let's just say eBay and you're looking for a Josh Allen auto card going to the bills, you know, they're anywhere, they're ranging right now from $60 to $109 to $80 to $175, $114. This one's $31 because and this is for another day, but Leaf and HIT really yeah. nice cards but their rookies are like 70 dollars less yeah they're, the they're
4: they're kind of viewed in the industry as that the red-headed stepbrother yeah, of, yeah. of the paninis and Tops.
1: cuz a lot of these paninis 110 112 yeah. uh, score 57 that's another one that's lower you, you, this
4: this is the perfect example we were talking for about this one. before is just people love offensive guys because here you have a right. quarterback that you know. Bills fans might not like me saying this, but a lot of people kind of pick his game apart talking about Josh Allen. Yet, right, some of these cards are well over a hundred bucks.
1: And how about this? We ha- already have uh, Baker Mayfield fifty-one dollars. We have uh, Baker Mayfield two hundred and seventy-five for the same draft pick-looking card that we saw yeah. with the sticker card. Four hundred and seventy-five for him signing on card. The new, the cracked ice from Panini Contenders. These are big ones. Yeah, this one's I actually.
4: $600. I pulled an Eddie George, which I have on eBay right now that will probably bring close to ninety bucks.
1: Yeah, we have uh, we have a bunch of school colors. Hundred and ten for Baker Mayfield. So if you want a quarterback that was drafted in the first round, you're looking at a hundred bucks at least on eBay if you're going to buy it. And uh, unfortunately for a lot of fans. That wanted a Lamar Jackson autograph. Uh, there isn't any from Panini. He must have not signed a deal in time. His his regular rookie card is going for twenty bucks. There's some helmets and some some yeah. uh, some photos that you can buy for a hundred and twenty. But right now, there are no autographed cards and,
4: of... And I know we spoke off the air accent. about that. I, I yeah. think this is... A, now, obviously, I'm, I'm not directly involved. Right. But I, I told you what I assume happened there was him and his representative. You know, every player, an agent, negotiates their own card signing deal. Yeah. And I have a feeling the card, Panini in this case, probably said, listen, you're not... Ranked in the same breath with the Josh Rosens and Sam Darnolds and Baker Mayfields. Yeah, so we're going to offer you this for this amount of of signing. And they probably balked at that and said, we would like we you you say that, but yeah. we my client or i feel i'm just as good if not better than any of those guys yeah so we should be entitled to that same sort of signing contract and And, it looks
1: like they got caught in a dispute yeah they
4: probably both had a stare down contest and, and panini didn't blink and therefore there's there's no lamar jackson autos in these which products. are going to
1: make it worth a lot more when they finally come yeah, out.
4: yeah yeah and, and sometimes you hear about these cases where they're actually player will hold a grudge and and yeah. and will not sign with that company and and yeah, it's and,
1: like if you don't sign with panini and football they're
4: like what, yeah the problem now is there really isn't that. a lot of competition so back in the day when there was five companies producing yeah. these cards, it was easier to say, okay, you won't pay me. You can I'll jockey go- with yeah, upper deck and times. I'll, I'll go here, and they'll they'll get the exclusive rights. Yeah. Um, now, and that's probably what led to this even happening, is Panini knows that players don't have a lot of fallback options. Yeah. So it became a game of chicken, and no one really wins, and the... And, uh, the people who collect cards in a way kind of lose because they don't get the opportunity to pull a Lamar Jackson autograph that at coming, this point.
1: That coming from John Newman of Newman Sports Cards. Really quick, John, because we got a, about a minute here. Just uh, where you're writing right now, because I know okay, you start
4: yeah. writing. Uh, I'm at a site. It's it's a up and coming uh, hobby. Focuses on the on the baseball end. It's called Baseball Card Dot Life. Okay. Uh, uh back or forward slash if you search baseball card life it'll come up, it'll come up. um okay. tons of articles pertaining to to the the industry with, with baseball cards okay super collections uh positives and negatives in the hobby the article i literally just wrote uh yesterday that that that's up on the site now is pertaining to card grading which we i know we talked about here on wake up call yep. um And in the article, I talk about the history of it. And if you are going to submit some cards, some tips to get potentially higher grades. Um, Some mistakes I made early on that I know now not to do anymore. I'm kind of passing that on so someone else doesn't make the same mistakes I did at one point. That coming
1: from John Newman of Newman Sports Cards. Find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also get the link that we'll put here. On the video for Newman Sports Cards. This has been Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on video, and as always on mixlr.com backslash Wake Call. DT, thank you so much. Connect with us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, on Twitter at Call DT, on Instagram at Wake Call underscore DT. Buy your CNY Pop Festival tickets at cnypopfestival.com. I will, of course, be there, and so will John, and Newman Sports Cards, and Jordan, shout out to you. And Pete Rose right now, everybody wants him in the hall. 100% people voted.
4: Oh, really? Yes. What's that tell you? You know, I, I think you should be, but we'll see what baseball wants to do there.
1: And we thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to talking with you soon. God bless you, and have a phenomenal day, folks. Be well.